on Last Chance U, seasons three and four, I believe, on Netflix, where he led independence to a championship. They asked me to do a podcast, the Coach JB Show, uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I ain't no math major, but I'm a hustler. I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut. That's Coach JB. Sarah Cheek, mother of four and an OnlyFans content creator. I want to give an unfiltered, be real, true evaluation of different things and, and really all in, all gas, no brakes. I love sports. That's just a part of who I am. She's got sports blood in her. She's on the cover of FHM magazine. And the coach called Show. I'll never stop trying to reach the top because I still remember how the bottom feels. This is an anomaly, this guy right here. Yeah. Yeah. This is a unicorn. Ain't nobody going to say shit about JB. I've got a clip on my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to eliminate this soft society we have. I'll drink my yak and smoke my stick. And I'll get it back right. What up, what up, what up, what up? The Real Coach JB on the Coach JB Show right here for the second time today. The first time today was fire. We had three major guests on, and we got after it this morning, especially after the whole Tua situation and the concussion protocols and all that shit. So I had the owner um, of the original Guardian Cap uh, concussion protocol hat. Had that guy on, great friend of mine, uh, Michael Jules. He joined us. I had uh, Brian Finneran, former NFL wide receiver, played for Michael Vick. He was Michael Vick's, one of Michael Vick's leading receivers in his career. Had him on. Had Matt McChesney joined us uh, last minute. We, we got to chop it up and talk all things real. And we just uh, got after it this morning, man. So it was a great show. Appreciate it. We had about 500 damn people in there this morning. And it was a great, great show. So today's show is going to even be uh, equal or better. Shit, we got a great guest joining us today. Uh, the legendary uh, talk show host, ex-NFL player, Marcellus Wiley, will be joining us right here in the first hour. Um, this show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Five zero and get you fifty percent off. Welcome bonus on all things football, basketball, baseball. It's all about to be here. So is hockey. Everything's about to be here. This is the season, just like fucking Santa Claus and Christmas. So make sure you head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe B L E A V five zero. And I told you guys if you go on over to CoachJBStore.com for the next couple of shows, the first ten people will get. A free bottle of vodka signed, but you have to purchase something over $30 because that's what the fucking bottles cost to ship. I didn't say that very clear yesterday, so I've reached out to those folks and let them know uh, I'll refund them or you have to purchase something or send me the shipping. But that's what it is. First 10 people, go today, email me, CoachJB12 at Gmail, that you bought something in a receipt, and I will ship you a bottle of vodka signed by myself, yours truly. Buy whatever. 
You got these uh, you got these mugs on there. We got the fire hoodies. We got all the shit. Hats, short, fat, skinny, and tall. We got the bikinis. You name it. We got it all. CoachJBStore.com. Um, also, make sure you understand that you can go to CanadipCBD.com and use the promo code COACHJB, all caps. Send me that receipt, and you'll also be entered into the raffle to win a bunch of shit. We're giving away a big old raffle, uh, all kind of merch, whiskey, cigars that we're going to be launching here tonight. I'll be launching that on my Twitter and IG later on today. I'll be doing a video right after this show. I got to head to Newport Beach, California. We're going to do a little promo, and we're going to launch my Slapdick Cigars, Cuban style. They are a Lajero leaf, hand-rolled, no filler, all legit, Cuban leaf, right out of Nicaragua. Coach JV's Slap Dick Cigars will be launched out today. So I appreciate everybody joining the show. Uh, appreciate everybody in here, man. Um, Kaiser, I just got your email. So the first 10 people to buy today will get you a bottle of Slap Dick Vodka signed by yours truly. So I appreciate everybody joining in. Make sure you like the, hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today on the Coach JB Show. Um, man, I appreciate everybody coming in this morning. Like I said, we had about 500 folks in here live. The show is growing, and I appreciate it um, greatly and tremendously. So make sure you guys uh, continue to do so. And if you're not a member, become a member. $1.99, best $1.99 you can spend. You guys spend that shit on Starbucks every day. You don't even know it. So... Appreciate everybody hitting that like button, subscribe. Let me give you the quote of the day real quick before we bring the man, the myth, the legend in here. Quote of the day, bigger the risk, bigger the reward. But the higher the climb, the harder the fall. Make sure you realize that because we saw someone last night, uh, God bless Tua. Uh, but we, we, we risked this when we played this sport, man. We chose to play this sport. Bigger the risk, bigger the reward. But the higher the climb, the harder the fall. And we got to understand that. So I wanted to use the same quote as I used this morning. Um, without further ado, man, I'm going to bring my main man in here uh, and get after it. His time is uh, valuable, man. And I gotta, I'm got i just going to ask him everything that's going on. And we're going to get after all things football and real. And um, I'm going to put it on the ticker below. So make sure you guys uh, check him out. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram if you're not already. Um, but, uh, I got to bring my main man in, man. The, uh, the, the man, the myth, the legend, man, straight out of Compton, uh, former NFL legend, former, or current talk show host legend, uh, and straight out of Compton, my main man, Marcellus Wiley. Clap it up. What up, my brother? Uh, (laughs) What up, coach? Man, chill it. Hey, that's right. Hub City in the house. What's up, man? You good? Man, I know they don't see it on first glimpse, but we connected at the heart from the ground level day one. Man, in the they house, don't know. Man. They don't know that Hub City love. You know, they don't know that Hub City love, man. Uh, hey, I see that hoop back there. I see that hoop. I'm going to have to come over there and, and, and get after you a little bit, man. I got, you know, white boys got jimmies, dog. We got jumpers. And this black dude ain't got none. So you can come over here and give me the business. I win every time I go to a pickup game. I'm the first pick of the draft, game one. And then game two, they try to get me up off the team salary cap casualty. They like, dog, you sauce. <laughs> hey, you gonna back down, you gonna back them down though and uh post them up. Oh yeah, I'm gonna drop that ass on them. It's hey, gonna hurt. <laughs> just like you beat uh Keyshawn's ass in the 40. They don't realize they don't know the athlete. You know what I'm saying? They don't know the athlete. 
Thank you, dog. We raced twice. Second time didn't even count because I smoked them. The first time I give them this, it was a photo finish, but that was with a bad start. But you know what? I, I eat up a fat receiver all day. That ain't nothing for me. <laughs> Uh, hey, let me ask you something, man. For everybody that don't know in the chat, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe. The ticker's on the bottom. Make sure you follow Marcellus on Twitter and IG. How does a cat from Compton with a daughter make it to Columbia and back and then bet on himself and win? I just got to know because I know we got a similar backdrop story. I, I took my daughter to Kansas. Uh, mm. You took yours to Columbia, man. It's a hell of a story. What, how does something like that happen? I just want to give motivate some cats in this damn audience here. Yeah, I don't want to steal any thunder from my story, but uh, uh, I don't know what Wikipedia be saying, but I didn't have her when I was in high school or college, y'all. It was in the pros, but to the point of what you're saying, I, if I had to say one word, Coach, it's identity. Like, for me, I was blessed to be young and mindful and knowing what my identity was. But more importantly than just knowing what I was, as my grandmother helped me, understand I knew who I was not and so you know you growing up in the hub you growing up in LA there's so many different choices and you had those who were just being the cool kids you had those who were trying to be the nerds then you really had those who were banging had those slanging had those just chilling and so you had choices now you may not have liked all your choices and it may have seemed limited compared to the world at large but you had choices and I just knew that I wasn't a banger. I just knew it. I was like, nah, dog, I ain't trying to fight nobody. I ain't trying to get hit. I ain't trying to be paranoid. I ain't trying to not wear this color. I ain't trying to get shot at, all that stuff. So what helped me was I was able to deduce who I was by reducing what I was not. I was like, I ain't doing that, 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 that. So then I was left with being smart. And I was left with like, damn, I'm pretty fast. I could play some sports. And I just took those two talents put them on my tool belt and said, hey, that's all I'm going to play with, and we'll see how it plays out. Man, the same thing. I tell people all the time, man, just because where we're from don't mean that's where we're going or that's where we're going to end up. And, I, I, you know, Freeway Rick Ross raised me. I mean, like, what? How? Yeah. I could have made a left at the stop sign easily. I made a right just like you did, got out the, the hood, but we still – we still can go back to the hood. Real recognizes real. Don't get it twisted. And people, I think – like Mike Tyson said, man, these cats on Twitter, these cats on IG, they can say whatever they want, man, and uh, they have no consequence. They have to face nothing. And it's funny because they're the same cats that see us at the store that, that you know, kiss our ass and, and wish, whisper sweet nothings. And then they're on Twitter, who banging on us and shit? Like, get the hell out of here, man. It's crazy how perception is reality, though, as you know it, man. Um let me ask you this. Sum this up for me, man. One word or a sentence. You can sentence if you what, what you think. How was the NFL different from when we played till now? Oh, um, for many reasons, uh, they're trying to protect the players more than they ever have. Now, that's not to say that before they didn't care about us. That's not to say that before they didn't want to protect us. Uh, but I think the culture is different now where they realize – there's more of a partnership than just an employee. Now, when I played, it felt a little more employer-employee because they were trying to put us through the fire every single damn rep of every single damn day just to show that you belong here. Let that be one thing. And then if you belong here, how good are you going to be while you're here? And 
Now it just seems like, nah, there's a greater investment in you. You already qualify. We ain't got to put you through the ringer every single rep, every single day, because we know you're good. Now we got to protect you. We got to help you flourish and blossom under our umbrella and our organization while you're an active player. Whereas before it just seemed like survival of the fittest. Like, hey, we got Oklahoma drill. Hey, that dude over there trying to take your job, you better take it from him first. And now it's like, nah, you're a good player. And I hear this from a lot of the active players. They tell us like, dog, if you were born a little bit later, you would have played twice as long without being any greater. And I'll be like, what? And you would have made four times as much just because of how the game goes. So I think it's just safer for these cats all around. Man, I, man I got, I've had all these different guys on, man. And, I, like, you know, just all former NFL, NBA. I've had a bunch of different people on, even John Daly. And they're just like, man, golf has changed. Baseball's changed. Basketball. Like, it don't matter what sport it is, man. I think money is taking over. And I think the talk about this, it's safer deal uh, I don't know if it's really if it really is, man, because we're still wearing the same amount of gear. It might look prettier now. The jerseys might be tighter and tucked in and shit. But tell people, man, like we we're still running, if not faster than we once did. I mean, there's not Dion's in them out there, but we still as as a t- in totality, I bet you the speed is faster because the athletes are probably better overall. But how is it safer when we're putting these rules in and cats don't really know the full speed to go hit someone because they're worried about getting fined, targeting, all these things? I'm seeing more hamstrings, more necks, more the worst tackling I've ever seen in, in the profession. And I think it all ties into college, transfer portal. Kids are transferring three and four times. They're getting three and four philosophies on how to tackle from three different coaches. Uh, number one and then number two I just think they're so scared to come after guys man quarterbacks are trying you know I see Mahomes take an extra two yards because he knows the linebacker already stopped running five yards away and and he gets two more yards and I just look at it like damn that's chicken shit man like they know they can't be hit you know what I'm saying um what do you think about that man cats are still traveling 20 miles an hour and 12 pounds of gear uh, but we just don't see the collisions we used to see. We, we, we're, we're seeing more hammies, groins, and shoulders. And I just think we're, we're, we're teaching the wrong shit, and I think it's even actually more dangerous. Well, you said a lot, and uh, a lot of what you said I can agree with. Um, let's start here. You know why it's safer is because uh, Mahomes likes I could get two more yards because you ain't going to do nothing to me. So already you know we're in a different place. Now, is that a more hazardous place or, or safer place? Sounds safer to me, especially if you're the quarterback. You're like, dog, I dare you. I dare you. Now, you remember years back when they changed the target area? And I'm still talking about in-game experience. I'm going to blow your mind when I flip it. The target area changed, and every player start bitching. Oh, I don't know where to hit them. I've been hitting everybody the same way since Pop Warner. And then the NFL was like, all right, try and hit them like you did in Pop Warner and see how much I find your ass. Then they realized – Oh, I know how to change where I hit. So we know it. We're two highly trained athletes that I can hit you right here. I can hit you right here. I can hit you right here because I know I can make all these micro movements happen. But that's not why the game is even safer, even though those things are real and it's safer in the game. It's because the hell you used to have to pay to get to the game is a safer road than it's ever been. No back to back. Contact practices? What? Two-a-days. 
dog. We used to have three a day when I was in college. Shit. Three a days. Three and a they days. all and they all were banging. Crip blood essay. <laughs> Every practice. Bang, bang, bang. And that's not even on game day, y'all. This is Wednesday in, in, in September. And I'm like, what the hell are we doing? So I think that the league has realized let these dudes shine when it matters most. And I remember I was playing with Bruce Smith in Buffalo. And Bruce used to kick it in practice, chill. He got all his mental reps, but he was preserving his body. He was a beast at the peak of his powers. He was like, I don't need all that kind of work, physicality like y'all. And one of our coaches said, Bruce, you want to pick it up? You want to, you know, pick up the tempo a little bit? You know what Bruce said? He said, look, coach, we got one game a week. Do you want it on Wednesday or you want it on Sunday? So now I love the league because they like one game a week, only on Sunday. (laughs) Man, it's crazy to me. Uh, before I want to talk to you about this tour thing that everybody's talking about, I uh, I want to jump on to this hardwood. I got a lot of fans out here, uh, Marcellus, that are asking me, does Marcellus just like the Clippers and say that he likes the Clippers for clickbait? Uh, I'm like, no way you just like the Clippers to like them. I'm just fucking with you, Marcellus. Nobody asked me that. Ah, you ain't right. Nobody you asked me that, right. by the way. Uh, I know y'all beat the Lakers, dog, and my team Very in the fun. regular season over the last three or four years more than we beat you. But what meaningful game has the Clippers won, dog? Oh, are we doing that? That's what we're doing right now? All right, let me address Hey, well, I, They got to make it to a finals, right? I mean, you know. The sun comes up every day. Now, it don't always shine on your ass, but it's up. It shines on dog (laughs) ass, too. (laughs) Let me say this. Okay. No, it's not clickbait, fan, fans. Y'all projecting. That's what y'all do. I don't do that. Let me tell you how I grew up. I grew up in a house where my dad, who is from Tyler, Texas, who moved to San Diego Clippers. San Diego Clippers. is, Is raising me in L.A. So, I know I'm playing ball. I'm Pop Warner. I'm out there playing a little basketball, running track. And I was so busy with school and my extracurricular activities that I didn't have time to really be a fan. So while showtime is going on, I'm not the normal kid. Y'all got to remember, like, I ran track so well. I set national records. I won national championships. I'm traveling the whole country on top of, I'm this little dude at the Inglewood Pop Warner League putting in so much work that I ain't got time to see what those old dudes and pros are doing. So while Showtime's going on, of course I know Magic and Kareem, Byron Scott, et cetera. I'm doing my own thing. So I never picked a side. I didn't even know there was a side to pick. I was like, I didn't even care about pros. Hell yeah. But my daddy kept planting them seeds. Clippers, Clippers, Clippers. Meanwhile, you leave the house, all you hear is Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. Whatever. Finally, when I retire, 07, it's my turn to be fan man. I'm a season ticket holder for the Chargers. Uh, I go to Clippers games now, but I had to make a choice. Like, oh, am I going to go with the Lakers or am I going to go with the Clippers? And then I realized the Clippers embody who I am. They're underdogs. They're the ones who grew up like us in the hub. Everybody looked at like, man, look at you. You ain't going to do nothing. Like people talk about the Clippers. Oh, when you going to get yours? How I saw everybody talking about my family, my neighborhood, my surroundings, my people. So when it talks about the essence of why I even have a fandom for any team, it got to mean something to me. I ain't grow up like no Lakers and I don't live like the Lakers. 
Well, maybe I do now. But here's the point. I don't live on high on the hog like that. I am a clipper to the heart because if y'all don't think I can do it, just watch me. I'm going to go get it. That's my squad. Hey, man, I love it, man. I love that you're true and true through and through to them cats, man. I, I, I can't even knock it. I wish they were just in Anaheim or some back in San Diego, <laughs> man. Hey, I, I wish. Way the, out like where you live. I know where you yeah, live. Yeah, bring me back out into the IE. Hey, I, I wish the Chargers were there, too. They need their own city, dog, because, like, I just don't. We don't need no more JV teams underneath the, uh, the real team. <laughs> oh, that's what we doing? JV. Okay. All right. So why they got to be JV? Because they haven't won and got a championship. Uh, but y'all can't beat them. So it's like, what school, what high school is it where you're in a varsity, but you can't beat your JV, but you won city? Nobody want to hear that. Like, you can't even beat your – you can't walk uh, around campus, homie. You can't walk around campus, but you talking about you run the city. Hey, dog, that's it's like back school. when we played high school, dog. It, it, it's like it, we were we had, we had the, the, the 9A, the 8A, the 7A. We played each other during the season. You beat us, but we won the 7A. You lost. So we're uh, like, hey, come on, good dog. I, I don't know. Um, it's it's interesting, man. I, you know, uh, I know your boys with Matt Barnes. I'm cool with Matt. We, I saw him at the Pump Brother thing. We were chopping it up. He, he recently came out and talked about this Celtics drama and uh, he came out and, and kind of reneged and made a, made a statement. Um, and I like Matt. And he made a post about this whole Celtics coach and, and Nia Long and all this thing. What is going on with the, the, uh, the other storied franchise in the NBA? And uh, Matt later came out and said, if you all really knew, he may not coach again. What is really going on? Do you, do you, I don't want to speculate. I hate putting my foot in my mouth, and I know you do too. But like, what can really be going on, and what? Where is the women that are involved, and why are they hiding this so so tight? Because it. Why are we talking about the black woman Nia Long? I ain't never heard nobody even talk about how fucked up it is for her. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, uh, like this is one story I don't have any inside information on, but. Uh, I've, I've been able to navigate from a many of circumstances because I can read the tea leaves. Uh, I got a spidey sense. You got to have a spidey sense. All the damn booby traps. We had to escape just to get to where we got. Right. Judge your character. So, yeah. And, you know, it always starts at the foundation base level. Something simple. No matter what you're going to think of, the craziest scenario circumstances ever all starts with something simple. Simply in this story, sounds like Coach was running up and down in that franchise doing what he wanted to do. Now, he wasn't doing that just vertically. He was doing that horizontally. Okay. Now, it sounds like he probably messed with the wrong person's wife or wives. So, basically, not only did he take a crap where he worked, okay, and then he was like, all right, now I'm about to do my work. But guess what? Look how many spider webs you done created for yourself. Not only is it going to get out, but when it gets out, it's going to come with greater consequence because you're messing with some dudes' wives that got some power themselves. Maybe not the fame, maybe not the same level of notoriety, but certainly can make this hard on you if I find out. Well, shit hits the fan and we hear. So it just sounds like to me he was just doing – look, I've been in so many organizations, whether I've been the guy or somebody else I've known was the guy, we mess around with who's around us. <laughs> we going to do that. One thing is going to happen. You know why? Because practice over. All right, we're on a road trip. Okay. All right, it's 5.30 p.m. 
the bar is downstairs and we ain't got nothing to do until 11 a.m. the next day. What it do? So next thing you know, you with your executive assistant downstairs at the bar. She calling up her homegirls in that city. Some of them cuter than others. All of a sudden, she calling her friend who works in marketing. You ain't even know. She show up. It's 7.30 p.m. the night before you got something to do at 11 a.m. And it's 10 friends that you ain't seen before, but y'all all work together, kind of. All right, y'all. Y'all know how that gas go. When that drink get into them and they start talking and kicking it, I think that's what happened now. I don't know to what extent, but it sounds like uh, Coach was at a many of bars on the many of road trips. No, <laughs> I heard Brad, Brad I heard uh, Brad Stevens come out on that first day afterwards, and, dog, he dropped the word bullshit live on ESPN. And I was like, damn. And his eyes and his face, he looked like someone stole his presence under the tree, dog. And I'm wondering, like, was it you? Because that cat, he was hot. Like, he was he was devastated hot, Marcellus. He was so damn, like, just like, you could see it. Like, I'm like, damn, dog, my boy didn't hit his girl, did he? But I never thought of that. I never thought of that. I was actually not really uh, in great support of Brad Stevens in that moment. It, to me, it looked like you've been here before. In the locker room, we lost a game. And the cat is at this level. No one's happy. But some cats ain't devastated. Let's be real. I've been the guy. Like, if I poured it out on the field, I ain't going in there crying unless it's the last game of the year. Like, I ain't crying because it's like I got another chance. And they go in there like this. They in the locker room. And then the media hit them and say, oh, oh yeah, we need you at the podium. Brad Stevens, we need you at the podium. And then he get to the podium, then he do this. You know what, y'all? Yeah. Man. You know, because he only got one job is to be the team president, the face of this situation and act like it's devastating. So then I seen that same cat. I'm putting this on you, Brad. Maybe it wasn't you. Then they go back into the locker room. So what did it do tonight? Where y'all at? What we doing? And then it's like, come on, man. Like to wear it like that when y'all did the investigation two months ago, what you wearing it for like that now? And if you wearing it like that, let's go there. Air out all the dirty laundry since we going to spill beans. And since you didn't do that, but you're going to be emotionally honest and show everyone how hard it is. But you're not going to be verbally honest with all the details. Man, miss me with that. I read that different. Hey, I'm the same way. And I'm like, dog, where are the women? Because it take two. And if it was consensual, because I ain't heard no issues other than it was no forcible issues. It was all consensual. It was good looking brother. Cat, girls like him, you know, knee along, beautiful wife. I'm like. These men are hurt, and especially if they some white boys and got ran out. Oh, shit. They probably <laughs> devastated right now in Boston, boy. Uh, no, you're a fool. Man, think, let, let me you ask you what? this, I, man. Um, I, I, I know you played with Junior Seau, man. Uh, legendary yeah. Uso. We got some Usos in here from San Diego in the chat. How, how was it to play with him, man? And, did, did, and unfortunately, man, I hate to I knock on wood, man. I just hate to see what we saw last night with another Polynesian and Tua. Um mm. Did that bring back, like, bad vibes? Like, God dang, man, this dude, we lost this dude too early, and now I see what's happening out here with Tua and this protocol. Two things, and I know I'm rambling. Two things, like, I know you love Junior. I know you played with Junior for a long time in, in, in uh, SoCal vibes, and, and, you know, we grew up with Usos and Polly's, and, and they're a different yeah. breed in the household. They're different with when, when it comes to uh, – you know their their character and, and what they what they kind of allow and don't allow based on what how we grew up. 
Um, mm-hmm. I know Tua's pops is hot right now. He might be in Miami's office, right? Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this. Two things. Did, you, did, did it bring back some memories in a good or bad way? And two, what is it like to have a game on a Sunday? See what happened with Tua, and we all, me and you know the real, we're no damn back. But then play on Thursday. How is it like playing those Thursday games after three or four days rest when you really don't even get to recover and, uh, and you're forced to go out there because of this bag, proverbial bag is forcing us to with the TV contracts, Amazon being it this year. Um, what, what is it like? Do you like the Thursday night games after a Sunday game, and especially after an injury like this? I don't believe you should have played, but what's your take? Yeah, I mean, first when I saw it, it didn't bring back any memories of Junior. Um, I didn't feel that connection. Um, respect to Junior, say I'll rest in peace to great. Uh, to answer the first question, I guess, uh, playing with Junior and just knowing Junior, it was like man versus machine. Like, I grew up, obviously, L.A., so, you know, him at SC – the first, I remember the moment I saw him play, and I was like, it was like the Tasmanian devil. I've never seen someone with a motor and engine like that, like at that level. Like you always hear about the guy who's compromised athletically, kind of slow, not necessarily can jump, run, all that. And then next thing you know, they say, oh, look at that motor. I ain't talking about that dude. Right. I'm talking about the dude who's highly pitched. Yes. A Ferrari already, and then he got that engine too? To go next level Ferrari. So that was Junior Seau, man. Nobody could keep up with that dude. And he was gigantic, too. It was hey, you know, it's funny not to cut you off. My boys were going up. Like, remember Bruce Walker? Oh, yeah. Ran a sub-11, 10-something at 300 pounds. Compton Dominguez, man. I grew up with Bruce. Bruce passed away the day he came into my office when I was a coach at Long Beach Cabrillo. He was coaching his sons, Pop Warner and Compton. And uh, he got some plays for their championship game. And then that day he had a seizure. They didn't understand what to do with the tongue. He basically swallowed it it and passed away, man. And uh, that's a dude I got so many stories about, man. But, you know, he was similar to you, man. He he was like a big running back at the time, but he went to the Eagles as a D-lineman, right? He played D-line at UCLA. Um, He was telling me that story, but like you said, he was a freaking nature, big old freaking nature. He he was telling me the same thing, man, about these – these concussions and all these different things. Me and Bruce, when he said he saw Junior Seau, he thought, he was like, man, that's a brother. That, that ain't no damn Polynesian. Because, yeah. you know, Polynesians, when we grew up, were always linemen. And, and this yeah, cat came yeah. out, like you said, Tasmanian devil running around sideline to sideline, hash to hash, hitting dudes. Um, cat thought he was a brother, man. And they were like, shit, he ain't no damn Polly. That was a different dude, man. That was a different dude. What, what's your take on the Thursday night games, man? You played them. You played in the NFL yeah. for a long time. Um, you, you understand it's a business, obviously, and I know, I know you're going to do that, but, but do you think it's the best thing for the, for the sport, and, and is it conducive for these kids? Um, look, it's a lot of ways to look at it, um, and they're all not going to be in agreement. Um, then that's when you get into a risk-reward relationship, and then you got to make your decision based on it. If you want the money to be where the money is right now, we're going to need some more content. And if we need more content, sometimes it's not going to come at convenience. It's going to come a few days later. Like, I don't I don't agree with the players when they say, oh, it's too short. No, it ain't. If you ask me right now, look, I play on Sunday and I have to play on Thursday. I say, yes, pumped. You want to know why? Because Monday we jogging, watching some film. Tuesday I'm off, really. Are we going to try and squeeze something in because we play Thursday? But be real, coach. Wednesday, we not practicing hard. It's the day before the game. And you travel. Thursday. You just gave me three rest days 
and I play the next day versus the normal way we do it. We go Monday, okay, we're going to jog around and some Tuesday, you off. Wednesday, we're going to bang. So whatever I just rested, just I got irritated. Then Thursday, we're going to bang again. And then we're going to say Friday, let's come down the hill. Let's chill a little off shells. Saturday, we're going to rest. And then Sunday, wait a minute. Did I say three consecutive rest days in any of those in that schedule? But I said it with the Thursday night. And we all know, at least I know from my experience, the game is way safer and easier than practice. Like training camps, cats be dying out in that thing. Then you get into like practices where it's like, yo, cats are competing for jobs, so they trying to do it but protect their teammate. And then in the game, I'm mindless. I got 80,000 people screaming. I'm trying to get mine. And guess what? After the game, I feel great. After practice, I'll be feeling like, what the hell happened to me? So I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one, but I'd rather play 10 games in a row than have 10 practices in a row. <laughs> and after that Thursday, you off Friday, probably Saturday and Sunday, right? And yeah. then you go back into the normal schedule Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. These cats, man, look, I get it. It's always an active, open negotiation. So you can't act like your tummy's full and you're sitting there loving life because you ain't going to get more money out the league. But stop lying, everybody. That thing fresh. That thing cool. It ain't killing nobody. And, um... The, to your Tua conversation, oh, uh, y'all, can we stop trying to blame this organization, try to blame the rules? Can we stop trying to blame the league before we blame? If we're going to play the blame game, because I don't do blame game, I do accountability game. But if we're going to do the blame game, you know where it starts? With Tua. You, no one and nothing is going to love you more than you love yourself. Every athlete knows that. So when I step on the field, and something happens to me. Bam. And then coach walks up to me. And I know I'm hurting. And coach say, how you feeling, Wally? I say, I'm good. I'm on the hook. I just lied to him. Now, we're all incentivized to say I'm good. Why? I need that opportunity to get that shine, to get that dime. I get it. But when we want to play blame game, let's start at the beginning, and then everybody else can get theirs. If you're going to get the Uzi out, Hit the dude that you actually trying to hit first and then start spraying the whole hood up if you're going to do it to talking in those old school terms. But in all seriousness, man, Tua, it's unfortunate, man. In football, you're going to get hurt. And it's unfortunate that when you get hurt, we have to say, oh, why did he get hurt? Who did that to him? Football did it to him. Let me tell you, that's who started this. Hey, I, like hey my quote of the day, man. I, I, I was like, let me, let me get, a, let me get you guys a quote of the day. And I'm like, I, I said it this morning too, especially after last night. But I'm like, bigger the risk, bigger the reward. But the higher the climb, the harder to fall. And I'm like, we chose to p- do this. Um, and to your point, I had Brian Finnerman on today. Uh, old wideout for the for the for the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, played for Vic and them. You know, he was on this morning, and he he's kind of opposite of what you're saying. He played 11 years or whatever. He said, you got to take my helmet because, and I told him you were coming on, and he was like, man, me, you, Marcellus, we're all, you know, he, me and him are the same age, 46. Um, we're like, he was like, dog, we're going to go in because nature says we're a, we're a baller. You, we, we got dinged. We're going we're gonna to grab our helmet. Like, hey, it's fucking offense. Let's go. And he's like, you got to take these cats' helmets, and he's wondering if Tua is that mindset because he's poly, because his parents trained him that way like we grew up. But you're saying, hey, man, 
you're the you're the it's your body, your temple, your money, your or not. You got to have the discipline to say no. I'm fucked up. Well, what I'm saying is, look, I, I also gave to the culture as well. I gave in before. Like, there's times, like, what they say, the difference between being hurt and being injured. If you're injured, you ain't playing. Right. Right? So let's get that off the board. People, we got to run this mental math. If you're injured, you're not playing. If you got ACL, you're not playing. All right? So that doesn't count. That's not about the culture. You just can't play. Then there's the ones where you're hurt. And it's like, okay, I plow through it. And nobody knows. You're on an injury report that's questionable. Wrist. All right. Whatever. And nobody even trips on those. That's not the culture as well, because your wrist hurts, but you're like, I can still play football. Tape it up. Let's ride. It's the middle ground. And it's the middle ground where are you hurt or are you injured? And that gray area, that's when the culture kicks in, because you start doubting yourself. And as we know in life, if you don't have the armor on the inside, the outside going to get through easily, right? So the culture can come through easily when you doubt and can you play or not. So it's not about the opposites and the extremes it's about that middle ground so when you say middle ground it could go both ways so why y'all blaming everybody the dude could have sat down and been like man i'm good and then the culture would have ate him up man you you could have played today or right the dude plays and gets hurt and guess what not only the culture says hey you gave it a swing but football jumps in and says what'd you expect fool like this is what we do that's no one leaves unscathed on this block. So I'm not going to blame any of it. I just think it's a product of the environment. Football is violent, and most of the violence occurs, and no one notices. The hardest I ever got hit was that in pain. Like, ah, was I tried to tackle Jerome Bettis, and it was out of my gap, so I reached and just like if an 18-wheeler went by you and you just stuck your hand out there just to see if you could put the brakes on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker snapped. Man. And you know what? It wasn't on any of the highlight shows. It wasn't on the injury report. It wasn't for anyone to sit there and replay it. And I'm sitting there like, I've never felt a pain like that. So it's unfortunate what happened to Tua, but at the same time, it's a deeper discussion on what he was really going through mentally, more so than just the blame. Hey, you, you played for the, you played for the Cowboys, Jerry Jones. You were there. Um, Cooper Rush, look, this Opie looking cat comes in. He's three and zero as a starter, two and zero this year. Um, okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm walking around like, hey man, this cat's pretty efficient. I'm not going to say he's a talent as Dak and all that, but but I, I would say if I was coaching Dak, I would want him to play more like Cooper because to pers- you know keep his life uh, or his body healthy so we can be successful as a franchise. Let me ask you this: What's your take on Dak and the, and the Cowboys and Jerry Jones? And and, and we all, I, I'm tired of hearing the question: Should should Jerry give it up? No, the motherfucker's not giving it up. That's his baby. Like, stop asking that damn question. Um, What's going on with Dak, man? I, I, I think there's bleeders, and I think there's scabbers. I think CP2, I call him CP2, CP3, uh, Chris Paul. CP3's Candace Parker, by the way. CP2 is Chris Paul. Uh, I believe they're bleeders, man. Anthony Davis, uh, I know you love talking that. I, I'm a realist. I don't care if you're a Clipper, a Laker, a Dodger, an Angel. You're a bleeder, you're a bleeder. Anthony Davis is hurt more than he plays. Dak Prescott's is hurt more than he plays. Um, we have a lot of these type of players. Um, can the Cowboys ever get back to a Super Bowl, the Troy Aikman era, or, or are they just uh, pissing up a rope? 
Well, look, I was a bleeder as well. I mean, I'll be real about it. Like, I got to my peak powers, my prime years, and I stayed hurt. I had four surgeries in three years. Um, and even but you were hurt. Bald, you were injured. Yeah, I was I was injured. Uh, surgeries, everything, even hurt. Uh, but, you know, I played through it, and it wasn't the smartest decision. Being real, my prime was short in terms of how well I played when I was – at my peak powers. If I had to do it all over again, I would set my ass down every single time. Let y'all talk trash about me. But when y'all saw me on that field, y'all going to stop talking trash because I'm like, that dude is right. So I get it. Here's the thing. Um, when you talk about what's happening in Dallas, Dak is worried. But Dak is going to be fine. Um, Dak's much better as a talent than Cooper Rush. Duh. However, Coach, you got to be real about this. And you kind of alluded to it. They – they coach this team differently when Dak's in there than when Cooper's in there. Let's start with the, the glaring difference. This year, the shared experience is starting to lean a little more Tony Pollard like it should have been before. Like, Tony Pollard needs all the touches. I love you, Zeke. You get your carry here and there. I know your name. I know how much we're paying you. But Pollard just strikes a different level of fear in the defense. He, he can hit the home run anytime. So this whole, like, we going to play our money instead of just take that lump, that's why in part last year and even the first game this year or so, I was like, y'all still running this out there? Don't do that to Dak. All right. That said, coaches, when they know that they have a limited talent, they stay up extra to get all they can into the game plan of chess and calculus to maneuver that player in the best position, whereas this is where coaches are good, great, or horrible, versus when they got a super talent, they like, he going to do a lot of the work. Like, just get the ball in his hands. This is how coaches play it off. Just get the ball in his hand. No, 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 no. Get the ball in his hand in the best position like you would a slow, sorry receiver. That guy gets all these weaving and rub routes and all that, and then I'm great. Just flare. <laughs> like me. Everybody know I'm getting the rock. So – if y'all understand what I'm saying, that's happening right now. They are spending extra hours burning the candle to get Cooper rushing this offense and the checks and everything so precise. Whereas there's a little off that fastball when Dak's under center. But the beautiful thing is going to happen is they're going to come back, realize that when Dak returns, oh, let's give him some of that Cooper extra finely precise, finely tuned stuff, and then his team's going to explode. Now, see, I was on, I'm on Jason Whitlock's show every Monday now, and uh, he's bringing me on for this quarterback stuff, and I'm like, I have a different perspective than you, similar ideology, a little different because I got the coach side in me. I'm watching Kellen Moore run around on the sideline, more ecstatic than I've ever seen him with Dak. I'm seeing this motherfucker run up and hug the cat, I'm seeing him, like, run around. He's like, he has no stress, Marcellus. He has no stress. Kellen Moore cannot lose because the guy with the bag ain't playing. So he's not expected to win games anyway as a play caller. And I'll take it a step further. This may be very, very stereotypical, and I don't know Dak. I know I got a few players there on the team, former okay. players, but – the cats are, are they, they say they love Dak, but these cats also love this Cooper Rush kid. And apparently, from what I've been hearing, the cat is just a gung-ho. You, you can coach him up very easily. He doesn't have the 
I'm the guy mentality, even though Dak may not either. I don't know that. I'm not going to say that and put my foot in my mouth. But when you get paid, as you know, this guy gets that big money, the coaches look different too, and they may not feel they can coach you as hard or the same. So I'm wondering from you, do you do you see that at all with uh, with Kellen Moore and Cooper Rush compared to how he is with Dak? And uh, does that even play any mind to you? Well, uh I haven't seen it, but I know it exists and I know it's happening because of expectation. I'm coaching right now. Now it's Pop Warner, my son, because I'm not letting just any coach grab my son at the foundational level when the concrete's still wet and put some BS in my son's mind. And then he ain't going to be the same player he could be. Yeah, I'm talking to all y'all coaches out there that I see. Hell yeah. That's coaching, brother. That's coaching one on one. Yeah, I don't care if he play, goes pro or not. I just want him to learn the game the right way and to let his talents and his work ethic take him the rest. We'll figure that out. Here's the thing. When your expectations are different, you act different. And if I had Cooper Rush as my quarterback, my expectations were very low. And that's why this team was starting to be written off when Dak got it injured. So this happened to me as I was coaching my little six, seven-year-olds. We had this four-year-old on our team, Oh shit, little Miles, four. Now, his dad was like, I got to have him play on your team because you play ball and you know what you're talking about. But I was like, dog, he's four. He's too young. You know, these cats are six and seven. They're going to run circles around him. And they did. But Miles kept getting better. And I bring it up for this reason. Miles, when he first got there, did I gave him the ball. He stared at it. He didn't run. He didn't know what to throw it. He didn't know what to catch. He just held it. That dude scored a touchdown in the game, like our second to last game. And I yelled and ran up the sidelines and picked this dude up and threw him and let him hit the roof more than I do for my son, who scored four touchdowns every single game. And that's my son. My point is this. When you ain't expecting that much, that dude anything. He do this much. You're like, oh, shit. I ain't see that coming. So – I ain't reading too much into it, Coach. They just don't expect that much out of Coop. No, I hear you. I, also, though, in my opinion, if I was coaching Cooper and, and Dak just got hurt, I'm not, I know in my mind I ain't getting fired in the next few weeks either because we're on the hot seat when Dak's playing because if we don't win with Dak, we could be fired any day. We don't win with Cooper. We ain't going nowhere right now. We already know the deal. So I get that. Uh, mentioning uh, Jason Whitlock, man, I got to ask. Inquiring minds want to know, man. Jason Whitlock, Emmanuel Acho. Who you got? What, they wrestling? What they doing? <laughs> nah, I'm talking are, about are you. you. Who do you Vegas? take? On your side. On your side. Oh, to go ride through the through the through the windows to the motherfucking walls. Hey, just to do a show. Just to do a show. Like you, you, Oh, just to do a show. Yeah, just a show. Oh, you can have oh, one co-host. Whitlock. Um Whitlock, easy. Like, Whitlock is going to be close to Max Kellerman, which is my dog, and that's, like, my number one. Um, But Whitlock, you know why? Because what I did with Whitlock is what we were supposed to be doing. What I did with Acho is not what we were supposed to be doing. So Acho didn't see me in my sweet spot, and I didn't see him in his sweet spot. That's why I'm not doing that show anymore, because I knew that that show was going to his sweet spot. And I didn't want to go there. Damn. Now, what is that sweet spot? And what's, what am I talking about? Whitlock is going to come with a idea 
He's going to support that idea, and he ain't going to care what you think about that idea. He's just going to listen to you try to undress it or dress up that idea. And I love that because that's a firm, strong structure, even if I disagree with it. And he knows to put a little hot sauce, a choice word or here or there to get y'all fired up. But the meat and potatoes is, I think this, and now you, I'm listening. He's a great listener. Let's go. Now, with Acho, Acho is like this. Huh. I saw what just happened. I think this, but I also think this, but I also think this, and I also think this. So with Acho, you know, no matter what we do, there's going to be levels and layers and the roller coaster ride of ups and downs. Those are just two different journeys. I would have loved to do that journey with Acho, but here's the problem. I've already been on that journey before. People forget I've done Sports Nation for like a decade. People forget I've done lighthearted, fun shows, spirited. I just throw this out there to see what goes and, and just do another one and just hot takes and just, hey, I feel this. I've done that. And with Whitlock, that was the first time I ever did that. And now when I get a choice, I'm not going to go back on either. I'm not going backwards. I'm going forward. So if I had to do one, it's Whitlock just because no matter what, he's going to take me to an original space that I didn't even think about. Whereas with Acho and I, we're going to do something that we all know. We're going to do it a lot of different ways. But I had done that for so long, I was t I was pretty much fatigued. Hey man, I say it all the time. I take the rearview mirror out the car, man. I ain't going back. I ain't going that way. I ain't looking there. I ain't going back that way. So I was like, screw it. Um, now I'm yeah. on his show every Monday, man, and he's doing good things on YouTube, and his his show's getting bigger and Please. bigger. Um, yeah, he's fearless, fearless. Um, let me ask you this, man, before I get you out of here, I know you got stuff to do. I want you to go hang out with the kids. I hope the wife and the family's fine, man. You got you got a beautiful family, man. They're the real deal. Um, oh, I love it. You watched the Pivot podcast with our boy Ryan Clark. Me, me and Marcel's got a little beef with Ryan Clark, just so everybody out there know. Uh, I don't like the motherfucker. But anyway, what did you watch that show at all? Because I, I, I don't watch it because of him, but I don't mind the other two cats. Um, but it's just like it's like it's it's like a, it's like a clickbait. It's like I'm like, dog, you guys are only getting those guys on because of who you are on ESPN and who you are as a player. Um, do you watch it at all? Yeah, I do watch it. I mean, I don't watch anything a ton because I'm chasing around all these little kids. I got a seven-year-old, three-year-old, two-year-old. But it's one of the shows I really like. I don't have beef with Ryan Clark. See, I'm built different. Right. That's why I ain't bang growing up. Okay. Um, I disagree with Ryan Clark on a various amount of topics. Let's start there. They're usually the same world of topic. It's something about race that him and I differ. Why? Because I pull no punches. This is how I look at life. What happened? This is how most people are looking at life now. What happened to who? I don't give a damn who it is. No doubt. It could be my brother. It could be my son. It could be my sister. This is how I was raised, y'all. First, we're going to handle the truth. Then we're going to start trying to take care of you because of our relationship. We're going to look out for you. But first, we're going to speak the truth. And what I don't like about Ryan when he gets into the race conversation is he starts pulling punches. We ain't pulling no punches. If they messed up, they fucked up. That's what it is. Hell yeah. Now, after that, let's not act like that that doesn't get a certain level of consequence. Now, let's talk 
about who they are to you and like, yeah, but they're a good person. You know how we do it. Oh, man, I love me some Kevin Durant. And then when people say it, I'm like, yeah. but Kevin Durant's a cool person. You know, like people do that all the time. Yeah. But first, let it out. Tell the damn truth. What was that? And then we can talk about who was that. So I don't have beef with them. Fred Taylor is my G. That's my dog. I'm my teammate. I played with him. I love that dude to death. He already knows. And Channing, he hilarious. Country's finest. So, you know, I I actually love the show. And even when Ryan is doing his thing, and I'm in disagreement at times, okay. But I just don't look at the world through a colored lens like that just because identity politics sucks because it just takes us farther and farther away from the reality and the truth. And we know what that is. And you ain't fooling nobody. I know, man. Even the person you try to protect and pander for, they looking at you like, this fool didn't see what I just did. He over here giving me no slap on the wrist. That's the only issue I have when Ryan goes to that lane. Other than that, I think the dude's beasting. Man, I, kudos to you, man, because I shit, a lot of people wish they could live life like you, man. I, that's the thing about it. I'm the same way. I'm like, listen, man, uh, I think disagreements create great conversation. If, if, if you're grown enough to say, okay, listen, this ain't a scrap. We're not going to pull out a strap. We're not going to scrap. We're just going to have a disagreement and great conversation, and it might help some other young folks down the line. We don't know. But, yeah. man, listen, man, uh, I appreciate you coming on here, man. Tell, every, tell everybody, man, what, and you don't have to say it. Uh, I, I don't know what you got going, but what's next for Marcellus, man? You've had an illustrious career playing on the, on the media front. What's going on next? What, what's your, or do you have any admirations or goals? Or are you thinking about stepping outside, <laughs> doing like, something Yo, else? You're just going to slum up or are you going to do something with your damn life? Hey, you I mean, up. are you stepping out the bow, out the way from the media and say, I might want to go do this? Or are you still trying to say, I, I'm going to do this? Oh, yeah, I'm still in the game. I just had to switch positions. Um, let's talk. Coach, being real, we were supposed to do this podcast uh, a show a month, two months ago. I don't know when we – we're starting like, and the reason I couldn't is because I had so many things going on in terms of, am I staying on that show? Am I not staying on that show? Am I going to a different show? Oh, uh, am I moving to New York? Am I the hybrid Strahan playing in New York? Am I going with this other network? Like I had, I had a lot of great opportunities and I was blessed and thankful for it, but I couldn't figure them all out. It wasn't clear as day to me because I had to come to terms with, you really don't want to do this this way. So what I admire about you, coach, what I admire about the pivot, what I admire about Jason is y'all cast is speaking realer than all of us were on that desk behind it, fluffed up with a suit on. And I started to feel that. I started to feel disconnected from not only the way I talk, not only the way I do it, but the way I was raised to see it. And I was like, wait a minute. All I'm doing is talking about the NFC East and Dak Prescott's injury. I'm like, I ain't helping nobody with this. And I was like, frankly, I've done this, and I don't care about it like that anymore. But I'm not going to rob someone like an Acho, who's 31 years young, of the experience of climbing the same mountain that I'm going down or about to switch to go to another elevation. So I, I finally figured it out, Coach, and I'm going to do it. I got three projects uh, lined up. One's with Fox. Uh, you'll see the press release soon. I wanted to do this after yeah. so I could just be real because I hate being this guy. This guy's corny. <laughs> but 
you my dog. And I was like, I'll come back after they drop, and then we'll talk it again and talk it real. But I got one with Fox Sports. I got one with iHeart, uh, Dan Patrick Network. And I got one with me and another entity I can't name just yet. But I'm a life coach, man. Like, like you coach the game, and now you transition into, like, let me just talk life. That's who I was born to be. I was I wanted to be a counselor when I graduated Columbia. I just kept getting bigger, faster, stronger. And I was like, fuck that. I'm playing football. But <laughs> that I, always, different. I always want to help people at that fork in their road. Like every fork in the road moment, every fork in the road experience. I want to be right there and say, let's talk through this. Let's get through this. And so what I'm going to do in my greater passion projects going forward is bring that. And I'm going to bring me instead of like doing media i'm tired of media i'm tired of just talking about the game in ways that the fans are used to digesting it i'm gonna talk it the way we usually talk it and if you like it subscribe if you don't i'll holler <laughs> <laughs> hey man i can't wait to hear it, man i i gotta holler at you about something too man it's, it's uh hey i got a fan question for you man um i got a fan question um hey, simeon rice 119 sacks in his first 10 years why isn't he a hall of famer Tell me, dog. Woo! So you say that name, I'm like, tilt, tilt, tilt. That sucker there. When Simeon put that wing up, and he in that, that stance and <laughs> that, that wing was stance. up. Oh, it's all kind of hell on quarterbacks. That dude was silly, silly. He was silly in college. And then in the pros, he was silly. But he was almost, like, misrepresented because there was, like, some calmness to his game. This happened to Julius Peppers to a degree. When you're so silky with it, almost too silky, they wonder if you're trying. They wonder if you're really doing it. Or they wonder if you're fully invested. And Simeon was eclectic, too. Like, he, you see that sucker. He's looking like Marvin Gaye off the field. And you're like, what's going on, Simeon? Are you all in? Yeah. Benny will give you three or four on Sunday. He'll be like, yeah, I'm all in. It's all good. Hey, do but you compare him to, I, like, Leon Lett? Say it again. Do you compare him to kind of like a laissez-faire freak of nature who really don't – we don't know how good he would have been, but like Leon Lett? Shit. I mean, I know how good Simeon was, 119. <laughs> like, I got 44. And 119 is, is damn near tripling me, bro. That dude was different, different. And look, the Hall of Fame criteria is a little too broad. I don't give a damn about anybody's personality. I really don't. I don't care how nice they were off the field. I don't care if they were United Way, Man of the Year. I don't. Did he go get it on that field? And if he did, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. He needs to be distinguished. So for me, Simeon is a Hall of Famer, man. That dude did it different. And I just don't. I don't agree with the voting. Like it's Stephen A. voting. Like fuck, why? What, what do you? What? What do you have to do with this shit? Like I, I'm tripping, man. I'm like, come on, I man. Know that. I don't know. I hey, know man, that. it's always love, brother. I'm sure I'll see you soon, man. And tell the family, uh, appreciate. I hope they're well. And like I said, I can't wait to see what you do, man. And uh, hey, man, we gotta get together. We might be the new Pat McAfee around this motherfucker. Oh, man, you all know we got goals, and he's setting the trend, bro. Man. Let's go get it, man. Keep going and keep growing, coach. I'll talk to you later, All right, brother. Much love. Uh, Hub City. My dog. Yes, sir. Appreciate Marcellus joining us, man. Much love to my main man, man. Hub City legend. Uh, 
There you have it right there, man. Uh, as real as it gets, man. And he's very, very intellectual, obviously. Uh, I hate the stereotype. Cats want to talk about Compton and all this shit, man. You got Richard Sherman had a 4.0 at Stanford from Compton. Marcellus Wiley's went to Columbia. Just you got you don't understand that, and uh, people need to stop with the stereotypes and all the BS, man. Um, Richard Sherman had a higher GPA than Chelsea Clinton, by the way, at Stanford, but he's from Compton. Just recognize. So is Marcellus. Uh, appreciate him uh, joining the show. Hey, man, I'm gonna take a piss break real quick. Uh, drop some likes in here. I'm gonna uh, everybody on TikTok come on over to YouTube. I got a special guest joining us now in a se- in about two minutes as well. Um, you won't believe this guest. Man, the show has been fire all day long. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. The best $1.99 you can spend. Come on over to YouTube, TikTok, uh, and you don't stop. I appreciate everybody, man. Um, real quick, let me get into this. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. TikTok. Come on over to YouTube. Um, going over to CoachJBStore.com. And uh, go get you some gear. Go get you some gear. Um, appreciate everybody, man. Uh, Marcel's my boy, man. We, we, uh, he's a great dude, man. Great, great dude. And he gives you a different perspective, man. Different perspective. Um and, uh, you know, he always is bringing that realness. Um, Hector, uh, in an hour, Brandon Lane's going to join us. Um, in about 30 minutes, Hector, if you're available, I want to bring Hector on, man. He's going to give us some DV- DFS information if Hector's available. And then Brandon will come on and give us, give us his over-under picks of the week. All right? So... Uh, don't go anywhere. Don't leave. Um, appreciate everybody coming on in here. Um, give us about three minutes. I'm going to go get me a drink, take a piss, and we'll be right back with a special guest plus our college and pro picks of the week before Brandon Lane gets here and gets you all the picks. We still got two more hours on the show. It's been a great Friday. It's fearless Friday. And, uh, Make sure you share the wealth. Be back. Peace. But what do I know when I talk about the transfer portal being as shitty as it is, watering down college football? But what do I know when I say the landscape is completely open to anyone beating anyone? Have I not said it on this show? Did I not say it just a couple days ago? Did I not do a video on Twitter about it? Did I not talk about it on my shows here? And people just, nah, coach, hell no. Really? So, Appalachian State goes into A&M, a $40 million booster-loaded roster. Coach makes $10 million a year. The head coach, Coach Clark at at uh, Appalachian State, makes $425K a year. But what do I know? Appalachian State has one four-star player on their roster, FYI. One. Texas A&M has 56 four- or five-star players. Go look it up. Go Google it. Go check it out. Go look it up. 
$425,000 the head coach makes. Texas A&M special teams coordinator makes $1 million. So what do you think Appalachian State special teams coordinator makes? I'd say maybe 100K. Maybe 100K. Maybe 100K. Maybe 100K. What do you think their quarterback coach makes? 45, 50. You know A&M's quarterback coach makes? $325,000. Almost as much as the head football coach at Appalachian State. But what do I know when I say it's watered down and Appalachian State deserves to not have themselves even mentioned with the Texas A&M when it comes to going to their fucking house and beating them in a low-scoring affair less when they just scored 61 points on North Carolina, another Power 5 team. So now Appalachian State can show that they can score 60 on you in a Power 5 school, and they can show they can beat you a higher ranked team in a low scoring affair. But what do I know? <laughs> 56 four and five star players. Appalachian State has one. And by the way, Bruce Helms, they did it to Michigan in 2007. They weren't even a Division I team yet. I hope you do know that. They were an FCS school at the time they beat Michigan. So. <laughs> But what do I know? All right, all right, all right. Then my boy Marcellus, man, just had to. Had to get off the phone with him. Uh, all right, so no further ado. We got a special guest joining the show. Um, you guys don't know who it is. Uh, I don't know who it is either because I haven't seen this motherfucking person in so long. So welcome Sarah Blake back to the show. Sarah Blake is back on the show. I don't even know who this person is. I don't even want to hear about no hurricane bullshit. Sounds oh like an excuse. No, I'm just kidding. I'm out here fighting the good fight, roughing it. My God. Hey, so you don't have no power. How are you visible right now? Hotspot? Wi-Fi. <laughs> the Elon Musk Wi-Fi works when there's nothing else happening. Hey, I like the hat and shirt look. It looks good. I, I like the hat especially, but... Um, that's what I'm talking about. Trucker hat. Oh shit. Um, looks like a good day. It's a great day to have <laughs> one. Um, well, Sarah's back in the, the hurricanes going up North, I believe. So it's, uh, going on like the Eastern seaboard. I think it might be affecting the Clemson game this week is from what I've been understanding. I'm hearing, I don't know that for sure, but what's going on, Sarah, you, uh, the family, everything's good. We're all good. Um, we had like minimal damage as far as we just had trees fall over. We still don't have power. We don't have cell service because they can't power the cell towers. Um, there's a lot of like damage around me. There's some flooding, but we're good. Um, our house was built in 1970s, so <laughs> I 
pizza farmhouse, the barn, the tin roof on the barn almost came off. And my uh, Matt and my brother-in-law had to rush out there and, and screw it down while it was coming off in the hurricane. It was crazy. What, um, you didn't even get to make your SEC picks. Nobody knows what's Dude, going on. Dude, I know. I have my SEC picks, but it's been, I, I'm roughing it, you guys. Like, this is the first time I actually did my makeup. I have a hat on because my hair, I mean, we have water, but it's cold water. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to wash my hair in cold water. Like, that shit's not happening. <laughs> That's the, I'm that's, maintenance that's the big thing, huh? Cold water in your hair. Um, wow. Let me ask you this. Um, South Carolina, we didn't know they were going to play yesterday, so they had to play, so that kind of screwed up your picks. Um, so, uh, you know, it is what it is. So you have you sent me a picture earlier. I don't know if uh, – when are you announcing that, that um, drop? Tomorrow, tomorrow. So we'll have to show it Monday unless people see it on social media, but it will be announced tomorrow. Stay tuned. Make sure you follow Sarah Blake on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. It don't stop. Um, <laughs> Wido and Hector will be joining us in about 20 minutes, and then Brandon Lang will join us at the 3 o'clock hour to talk all things NFL college. Um, Sarah, let's get into some things. Um, I'm going to teach you some NFL football. You're going to teach me some Tennessee football. The Saints, <laughs> the Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas is out versus the Vikings. And Jameis Winston is out. Um, Andy Dalton is going to start for the Saints. Uh, the Lions also are going to be short. Uh, I'm on Ra St. Brown, who's their best receiver, and DeAndre Swift versus the Seahawks. That's two big things on the fantasy side. What is going on? Man, Everybody's I'm telling you, me and Marcellus were just talking about it. I don't know if you watched the, the interview. We just talked about it. Um, it's just a different game now. It's just a very different game. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like he, Marcellus was just talking about it. He probably would have set out games back in the day, too. But our mentality was different. Um Christian McCaffrey is hopeful to play, but he's on the IR. Apparently, there's a rumor. There's a rumor out there though that Matt Rule, the head coach for the Carolina Panthers, has lost the locker room. That is from a inside source. I'm just letting everyone know. I've been breaking news today with Marcellus and his story, and then this story. Apparently, Matt Rule has lost the locker room. I'm just letting everybody know out there. Um, and they won last week, Sarah, and he lost the fucking locker room after they won. So, I, I have no idea. Um, I don't know if you remember Chad Kelly. Yeah. Former Ole Miss quarterback. Um, was at Clemson. He was on Last Chance U. He played at old, at Eastern Mississippi, East Mississippi. He is okay, the, what happened? He's decided to chase a career in the CFL. Ooh. I haven't even fucking I haven't heard about him in years. I don't even know he's still playing. I thought he was like fucking thirty years old. So I don't know. Um thirty years old is not old. Well, it is in football. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Here here's something right up your alley. All right. Cedric Tillman has decided to get the same thing done to his ankle that Mac Jones had done to speed up the recovery. He missed the Florida game, but is hopeful to play against LSU next week. Have you heard any inside information down there since you're down there in the <laughs> polka dot orange and white fucking town? Have you heard anything? I have inside information, yes. But um, 
he did have a, a high ankle sprain. It's the same surgery that um, Tua also had as well. Um, I mean, it came out, it's leaked now or whatever, but I, I, I'm hopeful that he plays against Bama. I would rather see him play against Bama than LSU. I think we're good with LSU, hopefully. Um, but I want him rested. Now, I did see at the last game, Hendon Hooker, did he, he got a little banged up too. So hopefully this is our bye week. Next week we play LSU. So hopefully we're rested and healthy. All right. Well, here's some breaking news. In an article by The Athletic, I use the athletic because I know the guys there. Uh, it stated that the NFL may realign the divisions to four eight-team divisions. So it stated the reasons for this is some divisions are way too weak and basically the team shouldn't get a home playoff game just because they won a shitty division. So do you agree to that breaking news? I mean, if it's going to make the NFL better... I do think we need to realign some conferences. There are some, they're kind of shitty right now, if you think about it. I I, w- I was going to ask Marcellus this, uh, but I had so much going on with him. I Let me ask you this. This is the take, okay? The NFL, it's, n- it's never a shitty game. It's too hard to win in the NFL. Everyone in the NFL is getting paid. They were all all Americans in college. They're the best right. of the best. Even though there's a team that's out there maybe shitty, the games, anyone can beat anyone on any given Sunday, right? So I don't really necessarily agree with realigning the conferences because the NFL is the NFL. Now, if you're in a shitty division, so to speak, because your other teams were shitty, New England did it for 20 years. Right. So I don't know why now all of a sudden we're going to fucking change since Tom Brady left the division. Um, but that's my take. I think the NFL is is good. I think the NFL is the NFL. I think you leave it as it is. But you've already added a new at-large team or, or, or wild-card team, whatever you want to call it. So um, I don't know. Um, let's get into some college, your wheelhouse, tonight. A great game is on. A lot of people don't realize this. Out west, Sarah, you might have to stay up a little longer. You don't have any power <laughs> anyway. Um, number 15th, Washington. Heisman Trophy candidate, Michael Penix Jr. at UCLA and Chip Kelly. Washington's favored by three points. Um, Michael Penix Jr., transfer from Indiana, is second in the nation in passing yards. Has thrown 12 touchdowns and only one interception. He leads the Huskers to a 4-0 start after they went 4-8 last year. UCLA is also off to a 4-0 start and finished 8-4 last year. Who do you got in this one on the Wild Wild West? I'm going to take Washington. They're balling, but... Yeah, I mean... Michigan State got blown the fuck out again, too. How good are they? So we don't really know how good Washington really is. I know. So I think they're good. I mean, I, I hope they – I don't want to say this, but I don't want to see UCLA lose. I would like to see them win. But if Washington's going to beat them, I think it's a good team to beat them, you know? All right. Number four, Michigan travels to Iowa. Uh Iowa plays Michigan hard and tough every year. They play them tough every single year. Um, 
Iowa has the best scoring defense in America, but one of the worst offenses in America. And Michigan is only allowed 6.7 points per game against Iowa under Jim Harbaugh. Iowa has won four straight home games versus Michigan. And Michigan's running back, Blake Corm, is averaging 7.5 yards a carry. Michigan beat uh, Maryland last week uh, 34-27 in a close one. Um, Who you like and understand it's at Iowa. They've won four in a row. I like Michigan. Me too. I like Michigan. I don't think, even though I've seen great defenses before uh, do great things, but if your offense in college is very, very bad, um, I think the Michigan team is going to find a way to score more points than you. And I think Michigan's going to win that one, probably kind of walking away from it. Um, no, Texas, tough loss versus Texas Tech in overtime. They have West Virginia. Uh, Quinn Ewers may be back. West Virginia has plenty of rest as they played last Tuesday, uh, Thursday and beat Virginia Tech's ass. Um, Texas, on the other hand, lost in a double overtime thriller, I, like I said, in Lubbock. Um, but the defense played 100 snaps. Texas also plays Oklahoma next weekend in the Red Rivalry game, the Red River Rivalry. Will Texas get caught looking ahead, or are they going to get on track because they were not supposed to lose Texas Tech after a tightly uh, one-point loss to Alabama? Um, I'm going to think, I hope, I'm going to take Texas in a blowout win over West Virginia. What do you got? I agree. I think Sark got in their asses and ripped them a new one. I freaking hope he did. You better have. Yeah. So. Is there any chance... In Hurricane Ian's asshole, that Arkansas <laughs> beats Alabama. Oh, I don't know. Arkansas leads the nation in sacks with twenty. They're also coming off a really, really tough loss to A and M, where they almost took when they almost took a third, uh, three touchdown lead on a ninety-eight yard fumble recovery. I think if they did score that game, it's over. They beat A and M. Um, can the Hawks slow down Bryce Young? Last season, Alabama drummed Arkansas as he was 31 of 40 for almost 600 yards. Arkansas has a good ground attack, uh, averaging almost 250 yards a game on the ground, but last season was held to 2.6 yards a carry versus Bama. Does Nick Saban and the defense show up, or does Bryce Young have another fucking ball and they they beat Arkansas I don't think Arkansas wins at all I actually think it's going to be a blowout because I think Alabama and Nick Saban has them laser focused to beat the shit out of Jimbo Fisher and A&M next week yeah um I don't think Arkansas will beat Bama um they're not the team that's going to beat Bama this year I think Bama will lose to a team (laughs) oh my god (laughs) I don't even want to say who I think or what, but I do think that they will lose to a team. I don't think it's going to be Arkansas. I do love Arkansas. I think that they are a sleeper team, but I just don't, after what happened last week, I don't think that they're going to be beating Bama. Um, <laughs> I don't even I'm want to, I don't even want to even fucking ask who you think. Um, <laughs> I know. I see the comments. They're like, we already know Sarah. <laughs> wow. 
Um, breaking news too, not breaking news, but a team physician and an unaffiliated neurologist both gave to a clearance to return in the game last week versus the Bills. Um, uh, we're going to get into that in the climax section of this show. Um, we're still, me and you haven't had any foreplay as of late, so I feel very, very neglected. Um, so we're still in the foreplay segment of this show. Um, yes, me and Sarah do have foreplay, by the way. You guys don't know. Matt, Matt knows, but you don't. Um, Oregon State. They lost in a close one to USC. They have Utah. Utah, by many experts out here, need to win out um, to possibly play in a bowl in a BCS playoff game. I don't think they make it any way possible, even if they win out. I don't think they get in because Florida beat them. And I don't think I think Florida's gonna have six losses, and it's they're gonna look at it as they're nobody and they beat you. So we're not getting you in. Uh, and I don't know if Utah can beat SC or not, but Oregon State could shock Utah. Um, Utah's favored by 10. Um, Utah has no room to slip up, obviously. They got to go in an 8-0 run here to win out the season. Um, can Oregon State beat Utah? No. I'm taking Utah. I'm taking the pasty girls, the student section with their painted bodies. I'm taking them. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. Let's get back into your neck of the woods. We've been on the West Coast here for a while. Um, we've been moving around the country. Number seven, Kentucky. Number 14, Ole Miss. By the way, Monday, I have a very, 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 very special guest on the show. Um, I cannot tell you who it is, but you have to be on the show from the beginning, and you are going to be very, very... Um, eh, we'll just leave it at that. So... Number seven, Kentucky at number. Huh? I said, do I need to bring golf balls and mustard? I don't know what that means. Oh. What does that mean? Is it Kippen? No. Okay. And I can't tell you if it was. (laughs) Um, Number seven, Kentucky at number 14, Ole Miss. Ole Miss favored by six and a half. Uh, they haven't matched up in Oxford in over 12 years. Lane Kiffin came out on having a rant on Twitter like he always does, saying that Oxford doesn't show up, the fans don't show up. Let me ask you two things. A, is it a Lane Kiffin excuse to leave and take the Auburn job? Or B, is he just fired up and getting them everyone ready to play Kentucky and knows he has to beat this Kentucky team coming in there with Will Levis and a team that has struggled to run the football. Um, They've only averaged 2.4 yards per carry. Um, Chris Rodriguez averaged over 6 yards a carry last year and ran for 1,400 yards. This year, he hasn't done anything. Um, Zach Evans, a talented TCU transfer, is out for Ole Miss. So, um, Lane Kiffin's been putting up 41 points a game. Kentucky's been scoring 31 points a game. Kiffin offense is putting up 500 yards a game, including 280 yards a game on the ground. Abnormally, though, they only throw for over 200 yards a game. Ole Miss is used to throwing with Lane Kiffin. This year, they're running with Lane Kiffin. I like that. I think Lane Kiffin wins more games running the football. Will Levis is averaging 300 yards passing a game. Um, What gives... 
And who do you like? Will Levis or Lane Kiffin? I'm taking Kentucky over Ole Miss. Um, I think they're going to beat them. I, 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 Ole Miss has been struggling this year. Yes, they're winning, but like I, I don't understand this. Why he's bitching on Twitter about the games? Are they on low on attendance? I mean, I guess that's his karma for leaving Tennessee because we sell out our stadium. We're not having issues there. <laughs> But is he using this now to leave and take the Auburn job or leave and take one of these jobs? I'm curious to see. That's Lane's M.O. I like Lane. Me and Lane are pretty close. I'm not going to say nothing. This is Lane's book right here. Uh, You know. Well, he's known to, you know, leave in the middle of the night. So, unexpected. I I don't think he leaves for Auburn. Um, I don't think so either. But... Well, I'm going to retract that statement. Remember, you apologize and you retract statements within <laughs> 10 seconds of saying them, or you don't. I it's, know. It's too late. I'm going to say <laughs> it would not shock me at all if he goes to Auburn. And Lane Kiffin is like, let me ask you this. Who is more clickbaity? Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach. Lane Kiffin, and he's super like he's super popular. He's he's one of those coaches that's built up his like reputation, I, I guess. But he's good looking. A lot of people want to hear about his stories. Uh, he's got that dog now, Juice. I mean, he's he he knows how to market himself, and he's got fresh kicks. You know, his game day gear. He knows how what to do to market himself. So. I would read a story with Lane Kiffin before I read a story on Mike Leach. Even though I love Mike Leach, I just think that a lot you have to have an acquired taste to like Mike Leach. All right, so let me ask you. That's why I asked you this. If Lane Kiffin is this proverbial rock star in the SEC, right? Nick Saban is a different deal. Nick Saban is like, Dad, you, you respect him. You, you, He's Jesus. Yeah, he's Jesus. You 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 go bow down to Nick Saban. He's up there on the on the high arc, uh, sitting up on the podium, and everyone else is just out down there playing, right? Lane Kiffin is the rock star, though. He's the prince trying to go up here and and take over Daddy's throne one day. Oh no way! It ain't ever gonna happen. So if if this this take what I'm saying. If you're the rock star and the prince, isn't Auburn a lot sexier than Ole Miss? Uh, I mean, yeah. By the way, what state yes is that in? By the way, what state is that in? Ole Miss? Auburn. Alabama. Get where I'm going? Mm, I don't know. I mean, he. I, it wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if he did take the job. If they give him a pretty penny, of course I would take it too. But I just. I mean, he's really built something at Ole Miss too. Hey, so. but you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not listening. You're hearing me. You're not listening. Do you hear? You think he's gonna take that because it's Bama? Why though? Because he's gonna be the the. The hair to the throne. Is that what it is? Let me ask you. Let me tell you this. It would not shock me if Lane Kiffin's the next head coach at Alabama one day. 
Really? Guys, Before you know who, Kirby? You know who Dabo? the other one is? You know who the other you know the option is? Who? Dabo Sweeney. Well, Dabo, yeah, but mm, I don't think that. I, that's what I'm saying. Who would Alabama want after Nick Saban leaves? Do you want the rock star prince or do you want the fucking fake Jesus Dabo? Kirby. You want Kirby. Kirby's not welcome back there, in my opinion. I don't I know some things. I don't think Kirby goes back there. And I wouldn't leave Georgia right now and go back there. Why? Right. Why would you? I, I'm better than you. Right. Like that's, that's my mindset. I'm better than you now. I'm taking over. I'm I'm the nat you know, if 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 Kirby wins this year at Georgia, he's creating a Nick Saban ish foundation. Right. He ain't leaving Georgia. Absolutely. He's gonna create Absolutely. Georgia as the new Alabama. So in, in eight years, I don't know if Nick Saban lasts eight more years. I know he signed a contract. I don't know if he's going to still have that pizzazz to go out there and recruit and go through this NIL bullshit that he hates and the transfer portal that he hates and deal with these young go-getter kids coaching, trying to go get kids. I don't know if Nick Saban wants to do that for eight more years. Now, if he does, fucking he's, he's great. But if he doesn't, they're going to have to get a coach that wants to tweet – and talk shit and wear Jordans to get these kids. And that's no one better than Lane Kiffin, who Dang. also was there when they won a natty. So I'm just saying, makes a lot of sense. Hmm. So why not creep into Alabama and start getting Alabama recruits for a few mm-hmm. years at Auburn? For a few years at Auburn. I'm just saying, what do I know? What does JV know, Sarah? I don't know what JB knows. He don't know shit. But look at this thing. What do I know? <laughs> um, I don't know. All right. First down. Sarah Blake is back in the fucking fact. We're here. Um, Oklahoma State, number nine, takes on Baylor, number 16. Rematch of last year's Big 12 championship. Oklahoma State is off by week. Uh, Baylor played a close one in Iowa State last week. Oklahoma State averages 22 points a game. Not very good. Uh, 376 yards a game. Not that great, speakingly, as far as these other big schools. Um, Baylor only averages 16 fucking points a game. Um, I'm going to roll with Oklahoma State. I, I, I think Oklahoma State's it's their conference to lose this year. I agree. Um, I like Oklahoma State. What'd you say? I said I agree. I like Oklahoma State. I don't really like Baylor. <laughs> That's one of my teams that I'm like, nah. <laughs> um, Wake Forest, Florida State. Big, big game in the ACC. Clemson took them to overtime. Um, DJ got it done. They beat Wake Forest. I love Wake Forest. Both quarterbacks at Wake Forest, to me, are a top five in the in college football. Both of them. The backup and Sam Hartman, they both, in my opinion, are top five quarterbacks in college football. One of them won't play anymore because Hartman's playing now, but his first, games, uh, his first two games, he looked lights out. I thought he was better than anyone I saw. Um, Wake Forest coming off a very tough loss to Clemson, like we said. Um, they haven't really had a challenge, Florida State, since they beat LSU. Um, this will be their first challenge. I'm going to take Wake Forest. I'm not a believer in Florida State yet. 
So what if Florida State wins this game? Would you say that Florida State is on the right track? They're on the right track, but I don't believe they're... Sarah, I think college football is bad. So so Florida State can win a bunch of games. I think the ACC is as bad as the Pac-12. And I don't see, you know, North Carolina State, are they really that good? We'll see. Um, North Carolina just got drubbed by Notre Dame, who was fucking absolutely horrible. They should have lost to Cal and went 0-4. Um, and then they go beat North Carolina. So North Carolina struggled to beat Appalachian State, who beat SEC power. A&M. A&M not a power. Um, so I'm not going to be surprised if Florida State wins, but I don't think any of them are that good. So, um, Okay, so I'll take Florida State. Right. I, I like Wake Forest. I would take Wake Forest, but I'll take Florida State just to make it fun. All right, well, what are we betting then? I don't know. What should we bet? We just bet something. What do we bet? For um, Kansas. Well, we know you're losing that. I'm saying oh, we, me, and uh. you bet, me and you bet something last week, a, a giveaway. Oh, yeah. I don't remember, though. Fucking hurricane fucked your whole fucking life up. <laughs> Blew uh, my brains out, too. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. Here's your boy, Mike Leach, who I think is a fucking absolute slapdick <laughs> failure at head coach. Um, I like him and all that, but he's just not a, a coach. Um, that should win. He should be an OC somewhere. Um, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. A&M defense gives up 11 points a game, um, starting to become one of the top defenses in the country. But they're only averaging 21 points, and that's Jimbo Fisher's wheelhouse being an OC. Um, Mike Leach is putting up 37 uh, yards a game and 431 yards passing, which is just not sustainable in the the SEC, in my opinion. Um, The best receiver for A&M, though, Aeneas Smith, is out season-ending injury. Will Rogers is 73% completions. Great. 350 yards a game, 16 touchdowns, three picks. Um, Who do you think wins this one and why? I think Texas A&M wins this one. I don't think Mississippi State is as good as Texas A&M. I don't think it's a competitive game as far as that goes. Um, I love Mike Leach and I want it them to win, but they just don't have the roster that Texas A&M has right now. And and Texas A&M doesn't really have a roster as far as that goes. I mean, $40 million for what? How much was it? And App State comes in and beats you? Um, I don't know. I think that Texas A&M wins. I agree. I agree. Um, I don't think Mike Leach is going to beat anybody that's fucking meaningful. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. NC State, number 10 in the country, travel and go takes on Clemson, number five in the country. Um, first matchup ever between both of them as top 10 teams. NC State averages 36 points a game. Clemson averages 43 points a game. Something has to give. NC State's defense is much better this year than Clemson's. Clemson probably has more talent top to bottom, and they're figuring out their roster. DJ's thrown for almost 260 yards a game. 10 touchdowns with only one pick, and he's also rushed for almost 200 yards a game and a touchdown. 
Is DJ finding his own after that overtime thriller versus Wake Forest? Are they ready to make that next step and compete for a Final Four BCS appearance again? Or is NC State the real deal? By the way, the head coach at NC State is a Kansas City native. So, who you got? I would freaking love to see NC State win this game. I would love to see them win this. But I don't think they do. I think Clemson wins. I'm going to go Clemson, too. I'm going to go Clemson, too. Um, I think DJ's figured it out. I think Clemson, Dabo's got them rolling. They're going to get into it. Yeah. They're going to get into it. Um, here's a – I'm going to break down the ACC real quick. Clemson, number five, is 4-0, 2-0. Florida State's 4-0, 2-0. Syracuse, unranked, 4-0, 2-0. Number 10, NC State, 4-0, 2-0. Wake Forest, 3-1. Zero and one in conference. So having said that, we just talked about, I don't believe they're that good. They have one, two, three, four, and an undefeated Syracuse who's not ranked, who arguably can be ranked. Just said they're not very good. They got fucking four teams and maybe a fifth. If we're playing spades, four and a possible. As far as books go, um, that conference looks pretty fucking good as far as records and standings and rankings. Um, am I wrong with saying the ACC is not that good, or are they very underrated? How screwed is the AP polls? You know what I'm saying? Like, we were just having this conversation, and, and I said, well, Kansas hasn't beat a ranked team. That's true. But if you think about, like, the AP poll, how come we don't know fucking Syracuse is they're undefeated? Syracuse undefeated, 4-0. Right. So there's these teams in here, these unranked teams. It's just crazy. Like, college football is crazy right now with all of these different teams coming in here, you know? Kansas, freaking Syracuse. When did we ever think that Kansas was going to be back and we were going to be talking about them the way we are? I did. But what do I know? Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. How about this? Here's the odds, and we're going to have Brandon Lang on here in about 20 minutes. Here's the odds. Clemson, minus 140 to win the conference. NC State, plus 650. Miami, plus 650. Florida State, plus 750. How is Florida State after Miami, who's already lost two? Miami should, oh my God, I don't even, they're like the team that duped us all. It's like the biggest fraud fraudulent team right and, now and pittsburgh's plus a thousand if pittsburgh were to win it and you put a thousand dollars on pittsburgh and they come out and win the acc on betonline.ag you can win ten thousand dollars so i would never I bet pittsburgh. i'm not betting pittsburgh to win the thing but if i had money just to throw away i would i might do pittsburgh i think these teams are going to beat each other up i think pittsburgh at the end of the day could be a team that's sitting there and fucking have a shot at winning the league and i'm like holy fuck that would be crazy. But I would bet that right there, those odds. Um, Hector, if you're available, come on in. You got the link. White Oak, come on in. You got the link. I want to talk a few DFS things before Brandon Lane joins in. Um, Wait, can we talk about – did you see what happened with the Chiefs? The drama? No. Okay, so the Kansas City Star wrote an article on how Patrick Mahomes isn't a team player – they said that um, he's only out for himself. Nobody in Kansas City likes him, basically. And 
the only reason I saw this was because I, I follow on Twitter uh, Brittany Mahomes or whatever, and she retweeted it. And I quote this. She said, um, y'all are extremely ignorant for this. Kansas City doesn't do this to its people. What a joke you guys are. So we've got some inside heat. Really? Yes. But nobody likes that. Like, I mean, really, I don't think anybody in Kansas City likes that family. I don't think anybody likes that family, to be well, honest. Who, wrote, but, who said that Mahomes isn't a team guy? Yep, Kansas City Star. Really? They said, Mahomes always keeps his eye out for himself. He's not a team player. He doesn't care, and he's a me, me, me guy. Doesn't care about anybody else on the team, etc. Which, from that video, the reason why I bring this up is from the video that I was the last time I was on here that we showed that you showed where he like uh, was the Andy Reid kind of patted him on the back when he disagreed with the other guy. That was kind of where I was like, mm, "That's not a good look." Yeah, there it is. Um, I'm not a Mahomes guy, so obviously. We know that. Um, I've been now saying it. See, there's an optical illusion out here that everyone talks shit about Eric Bieniemy and all and all this different shit. I've been a head coach. I've been an OC. I know both parts. Andy Reid intertwined in there and intervened because this guy makes six hundred million dollars. Right. And the GM who paid him that and the owner is going to fire me before him. So right. let's stop the noise. Let me get out of here. But Eric, the enemy is a real one. We grew up together. He's from this area, Compton, actually. Uh, he's going to tell Eric. He's going to, I know exactly what he said, I, by the way. I'm not going to ever put it out, anyone's business out there. But let me paraphrase real quick on what Eric Bien-Aimé told him. I don't give a fuck how much money you got, motherfucker. I'm from Compton. You're a bitch. Shut up. That is what he kind of said, paraphrasing. So having said that, then everyone wants to come out talking that shit about Eric Bieniemy. He's not the head. He's not a head coach candidate. Da, 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 da. Um, because you got bitch made cats like Mahomes. So now right. that the Kansas City Star has come out, by the way, let me. Go back a little. The Kansas City Star also hates me. So I'm not going to say they're the greatest fucking thing. So, uh, you know, I don't want to get into that either, Sarah. So I'm just glad you're safe, Sarah. Uh, cheers. I can drink. I'm, right. I'm going to treat today as Thirsty Thursday. And I'm going to fucking drink for you. Even though I got to drive. Fuck it. Where are you going? You going out? Hell no. Party? I got to go do my cigar launch uh, video. I'm going to do some cigar launch. My cigar launches tonight. I'm going to do a post and a video shoot. Uh, I got a manager. People meet me there. We're going to do a little thing. And then I wish I had you there and some cleavage. Okay, make my fucking cigar sell probably more. But We should do a photo shoot. You should send me some or whatever, and we'll do a photo shoot. But I could do, you know what I mean? That would be really cool. Yeah, we got to do something. We got to do something. Um yeah, so I'm going to go do that tonight, get some cigars, and then, I don't know, I'm thinking about hitting up some old school 
females I know. Maybe try to get, you know, get oh. some head. I was thinking about trying to maybe get some head in this car. I haven't had that in a while. <laughs> um, oh anyway, um, let me bring in my boy Capo Wido. Um, <laughs> all right. I like the slapdick hoodie. I, I miss my slapdick shit, man. Cancel culture fucked me off. Um, I had to stop Always wearing them. Always uh, Sarah, do you know these two are under the Coach AB uh, show you know, foundation? They have their own shows on every day. Capo does a betting show Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Wido comes on whenever because he's fucking Eminem and shit. And he comes on and does whatever. <laughs> Uh, did you hear Wido I've spit? Seen that, um, and they're uh, all growing. Did you hear his? Did you hear his spit? Um, some some candidates last night. No. He had a he had a good song. He he, he just freestyled some shit about candidates. <laughs> you know, Sarah, all off the top. And I must say, Miss Sarah Blake will be coming on the Wido podcast here soon to give an all out interview. So appreciate you, JB. But right. if you need other candidates, rap, JB. I'm always ready. Oh yeah, stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. Uh, yeah, shit. Hold on, hold on a second. Let me let me see something here. Let me see what I got for you. Uh, Don't put a beat on though, because I got to do it a cappella. And when you post it, then you put the beat on. It's how right, you make it most right. crisp. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know shit about I, I that. You, I don't know you shit about that. So you know, I just want to get you started though, real quick. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, he knows it. All right. What up? What up? You already know, Coach. I could get. I killed the laugh yesterday too, Coach. Everybody thought you were drunk. That's just Coach JB. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get shit. I ain't on. drunk. Shit, I don't. That's Damn, just that's regular. That's just regular shit. Impression right there. So it's the Coach JB show. Only the real. Tune in live five days a week and find out the deal. If you a fan of the real, you a fan of this. And if you're looking for the best, get some can of dips. They got mango, mocha, mint and peach, caramel on the side if you need some sleep. CBD, THC, fuel and more and use the code COACHJB. 20% off the store. Nice, Woo! nice, nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, hey, it's the Fantastic Four. Capo. And can I just clear something up real quick, JB, before you go on, Capo? Yep. For anybody in the chat that thought that was confused, I have no beef, beef with my brother Joe Accord. That is my favorite weatherman of all time. You guys got him thinking and not knowing that's my guy. That's my guy. No matter if I disagree with him sometimes here and there, that's my guy. Everybody in the chat is all love. No matter what, let's keep it rolling. No doubt Marcellus is blowing us up on Twitter and Instagram right now, uh, resharing everything. Um, great. Nice. That was a great guest. Yeah, Marcellus is a good dude. Uh, we, we've, uh, we grew up together. He's a great, great dude. Um, as real as it gets. It's interesting how he kind of came out and was like, Fuck Acho. You kind of got that vibe? I got that vibe. I don't want to get, I don't want to put my man's shit out there, but. Woo. That was Not sick. even so much fuck Acho, but the style of which Acho's show is, 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 is ran. He said, fuck that. He just texted me right now. I can't even show you the text because uh, me and him do got beef with Ryan Clark. Don't get it twisted. All right. Oh, so, yeah, coach. Um, <laughs> all right. So, what? Uh, I'm sorry. What were you guys saying? Capo, how you feeling? Chilling, chilling. Another day, another dollar. What is going on, Wido, Sarah, Coach JB? 
Man, we're going to bring Brandon Lang on here in a minute. He's had a bunch of surgeries. I'm going to cuss the fuck out of him. I'm going to cuss his ass out. Um, he's had a bunch of surgeries. He's got fucking staples, all kind of shit. He fucks with nothing but Asian bitches and fucking... He does all kind of other shit. I want Sarah to meet Brandon. Uh, if you haven't, if you don't know who Brandon Lang is, he is on the movie All for the Money. Uh, Matthew McConaughey played Brandon in the movie with um, the great Al Pacino. So if you don't know anything about him and his story, go go online. He was the number one betting handicapper in the world for a long time. Um, so. Let me let me break this down real quick for you, Capo. College speaking, all right. Would you put a thousand plus ten thousand on West Virginia to win the conference in the Big Twelve? It, it depends. What are you What are you risking? Lunch money, or are you you trying to you trying to throw a little bit on there? Hey, so look, odds to win the Big Twelve: Baylor plus three twenty five. Oklahoma plus three twenty five. Oklahoma State plus four hundred. Texas plus three seventy five. K State plus six hundred. And then it gets a TCU at twelve hundred. Texas Tech at two thousand. KU at three thousand. I just explain to the novice better out here, Hector. If I wanted to bet KU to win the Big Twelve, they're plus three thousand. What money dollar amount can I put down to set my life up for fucking success? Damn. <laughs> um shit. Plus three thousand means what? Means Plus every hundred is, is multiplied by three thousand, whatever the odds is. So every hundred dollars. So if you bet a thousand dollars. Let me just pull something up real You're quick. multiplying that big time. Every hundred dollars equals Coach, that money. Coach, when you wanted to take uh, Will Disley at uh at plus like thirty five hundred, uh, if you threw down like five hundred on it, it paid out close to fifty k. Think it was five hundred. Too bad my fucking betting guy, Capo, told me a fucking different tight end, and I got fucked. Uh, Plus 3,000, if you throw five racks on that, that pays out 150,000. Yeah, basically, whatever the plus number is, Coach, if you bet $100, that's your return on top. So if it's a negative 100, you have to bet 100 to win zero. Same kind of way with the plus. So if KU's at plus 3,000, I want to bet KU to win the Big 12. If I put $3,000 on a plus 3,000 team, what does that win? That, that pays – your payout is 9,300, and your profit's 90K. So if I put three grand on plus 3,000 KU to win the Big 12, I could win 90K. Yes, sir. That's what I thought. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it right here on the show. I'm going to make the bet um, three grand on KU to win the Big 12 and win me 90K. <laughs> Hector, be nice. I need you to give me $2,700 and let's go let's, let's split it. Um, that's the Big 12 only, not even the Natty? Yeah, this is the Big 12. That's just the Big 12. Damn. Now. West Virginia is plus ten thousand. If you put ten grand on West Virginia, it's a million dollars, right? And a math major, I'm a hustler. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere up there, coach. 
Yep, that's one milli. Yeah, West Virginia ain't winning though, so uh, fuck them. Um, <laughs> what's your guys' thoughts on Tua? Oh, that Sad was, to that see was it no tough. Sad to see it no matter what. Hey, Sarah, I, I got to ask a question. What the fuck does JB know? <laughs> I'm, I'm very confused on what all I know because I think I fucking said everything that's happened in the last, like, six months regarding football. I think I've never I, – I don't know if I've missed one fucking thing. But anyway, what do I know? Um, but do you think at today's age, are they even – capable of ducking and dodging around a, 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 a concussion protocol man let me ask you this did you hear marcellus just on the show were you here yeah yeah did you hear how he said he was like fuck everyone else and all these excuses uh it's on tour um mm-hmm. that's what he said i had brian finner in on this morning i had three great guests on this morning by the way in the morning show we had like 500 people live it's crazy um yeah, old Falcon. Uh, he gr- disagrees with Marcellus. He says they need to take his helmet away as a grown-up type of thing. So two different ideologies and philosophies, um, very interesting ones. Um, I always knew if I could play or not. I know the answer to this. Is there something in the contract that states like if you get injured or whatever, you don't get paid as much, or like do you still get your pay? Like you still get paid, or what's the deal? Is there like a disclosure? Yeah, what happens to game checks? Uh, yeah, well, there's different contracts put in there. Like, so, like, there used to be, like, if you got, co- so, like, Sarah, you're riding your motorcycle, and you want to be, you're in the off-season riding a motorcycle, and you get fucking hit by a car, and you break your leg. You pay back the Miami Dolphins money because you ain't supposed to be on a motorcycle in the contract. So, if you get caught on a motorcycle, you used to be in the contract. Nowadays... They're taking that shit. Everything is catered to the player, and we have fucked off the the game, the sport, the hierarchy. Look at the cat for the the San Diego Padres, who Hector loves to bet me against. You know, the San Diego Padres. This motherfucker's got caught doing what? Does he got caught doing? He got caught in a boating accident, fucking around. He got caught PDDs, so now he's done for the year, and um. There's, there's nothing in the contract no more that says you owe this money back. They gave him $300 million and he hasn't fucking played. Like, what kind of franchise would not just think that you strapped on a 12-inch dildo and fucked them in the ass? I'm just saying, dog. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um... But I think Tua looked pretty good prior to when he got hit. You know, he didn't look off. He didn't look lost. He didn't look, to me at least. I nah. really liked how they looked in their first drive. I really liked that. Yeah, I thought he looked good in the first drive too. But then he underthrow shit, which I was like, okay, that's the Tua I've been saying on the show. That's the Tua underthrowing shit. Tyree Kill's having to return a fucking punt. And I'm just like, dude, this isn't sustainable. This isn't going to take you to the next level. You're not going to be regarded as a Burrow, a Herbert, a Allen, a Mahomes. You're not going to be that guy unless you can fucking throw the ball on time and throw guys open. Tyree Kill's faster than every human on the field, and you keep underthrowing them. So, like, there's a major problem taking this thing further. And I just... He threw a couple good balls, and then he threw some very, very bad balls. And I'm just like, fuck. 
I just I yeah. thought he was growing. You know, he's showing signs, but he's like he's stuck in this in this like figment of himself. He's like trying to get out of it. I don't know. Uh, he's it's tough, man. But I don't know if he a plays again this year. B. That's why I hated to bring that up with Marcellus, but like for a poly and for the for the culture. Um, it reminds you of a junior sale on what can happen, even though it may not happen for 10, 20, 30 years. What if this cuts this man's life down expectancy by 10 years? I mean, well, Teddy Bridgewater, he got knocked out. Everyone said that was the change for his whole career. Minnesota days. Yeah, man. It's, it's tough to see what happened. I, you know, and, and guess what? Ironically, a Polynesian slammed Tua on the ground yesterday. So that was crazy, and I know that that deal right there. I bet you money, dollars to dimes. Is Josh in here, Fele? I would bet you dollars to dimes that Uso that slammed him on the ground, who played at Colorado, I believe. Matt McChesney came on this morning and was talking about it. I bet you there's so much like there's so much going on in that family right now from the man that actually slammed to a down. Right. His family right now and him are going through it right now. Like fucking Uso, my, I fucked up my own Uso. Like they're so regret. They're so like, is TJ in here? Like I just want like T- Polynesian like uh, a tight households are like just fucking just 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 the integrity, the class, the 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 fucking respect factor. They're like fuck. We hurt one of our own, and it's such it's so tightly knitted, you know. Um, but coach, I heard Marcel say, you know, about the two, he should have checked himself out. But I, 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 it's hard for me to see a young QB that's trying to prove it. I don't see that. But when you said yesterday they should have benched him because you're three and zero, this isn't a, a, a meaningful game, really. You don't need to win it. Why didn't the coach say, you know what? Because of what just happened, let's be safe and not plan. Because that's weird old fucking accountant. That's why <laughs> he's a weirdo fuck. They don't get it. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm not a believer in the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you said they don't need to win, and I'm like, Cincinnati definitely needs to win. Dolphins don't. Let me let me let me ask you this. I take the job, and we're three and zero, and we played Sunday. I saw what happened to that man. As a human, the human element, Sarah, your mother, your mother of four, the human element kicks in, and I'm like, why hasn't the human element kicked in with the GM, the owner, or their head coach? This weirdo fuck. Who looks like a 70s porn star. Why hasn't that kicked in and said, you know what, dog? We don't really need to win this game like that. It's not that important. It's not that serious. It's not that deep. I'm going to hold you out this game. Because there's nothing. We're okay. And let me get Bridgewater some fucking burn. Because we still have 14 games. I, I, I It blows my mind that that's not the, that didn't happen. And that head coach, McDaniel, what's his name? McJacobs, whatever his fucking McDaniels. name. Is a fucking idiot. And I, I'm just telling you, that is why I don't believe in guys like that. And um, you can't tell me Mike Tomlin wouldn't have said him. You can't tell me Belichick wouldn't have said him. You can't They're tell thinking. me that those motherfuckers wouldn't have set that dude. And that is an experience factor or lack thereof. By that motherfucker McJacobs or McDaniels or McMakesups, whatever the fuck his name is, a weirdo porn star fuck. They're planning on a Super Bowl run, coach. That wasn't a Super Bowl run playing yesterday. You you saw the same shit with the Chargers. 
Like Herbert couldn't even throw the fucking ball. And then he gets and he plays against the Jaguars when they're down 38-10. Got fucking smoked. I re-looked at that game. He played every fucking snap. Every snap. Yeah. Man, I'm gonna tell you. Um That fucking Staley is another fucking retard. I'm gonna be honest. Um, oh yeah. Somebody just told me that fucking video I did last night made just hit a million views. I'm like, fuck. I, hey, that's big. Yeah, I got a lot of. Uh, I got like ten thousand followers, Sarah, on Twitter. Last night. From that video. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't even know. I, woke, I went to bed. I woke up and everybody's blowing me up like, dog, you got fucking viral. I go, what the fuck does viral mean? Um, well, Shannon Sharp had the same like take you did, but he deleted his post. Why? Yeah. Why? Uh, just, but he, <laughs> why did he Political reasons. But yeah, he he deleted it, but he had the same take you did, and then he deleted his post, and then he like came back a little bit more polished and composed, because I think that somebody must have said something to him. But your take was as raw and real as it gets, and it's the majority take of what everybody else is saying versus this issue. But if more people would speak up, it would become something different. You know what I mean? And these people that are in these positions, like Shane Sharp for one, he should be saying what's on his mind. But wait, let me ask you this. Why Why did he delete it? I'll read it to you, Coach. I deleted my previous post because it wasn't the right thing to say. I apologize for my lack of sensitivity dealing with the injury. I believe the Dolphins lied about Tua injury on Sunday and put him in this predicament. Again, I apologize for the lapse of judgment. So he still kept his point but took off the raw video. Yeah, it was more polished. So he's a bitch-made cat. That's what it comes down to. See, that's the problem I have. That's what these motherfuckers are bitch-made. Like, no, because you work for the suit. You see what Marcellus just say? That's why he left. He's like, fuck it, I left, dog, because I don't want to do it. Like, Sharp is a bitch-made cat. Like, I'm, I'm really on the agreements of him being a bitch-made cat, and I think he's... He's starting to fall in that, that line uh, with Skip Bayless and Stephen A and the motherfuckers, man. They... They tight. They they wanna they wanna walk that th- that thin line, but they they don't they don't want to speak the real. They want to text the real. There's a difference between texting the real and videoing your face out there. I don't know, dog. I had a girl. I had a female. Uh, I had a female on the 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 fucking my phone went dead because it was going so crazy last night on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I had a female, some old white lady, looked like a backwoods fucking incest. Fuck, you know, her her daughter, mother, sister, all the same person. She was like, I never agree with this guy. Finally, I agree. And then I wrote back, fuck, thank you, lady. I can sleep tonight because you finally agree with me. And uh, people really think that I give a fuck. That's what's funny. It's actually funnier as I was hitting my slapdick cigar and drinking my fucking yak, it was funny thinking that this bitch really thought out she was relative. But anyway, um, Sarah, the Raiders are absolute dog shit. Derek Carr is horrible, and Mike and 
Josh McDaniels is absolutely asshole. Um, he's horrible as a head coach. He should not be coaching. But I can't I can't I can't coach Sarah. I can't get a job, Sarah. Have your agents been reached out by anybody, coach? Anything? Any any kind of talks? How's JB doing? Nothing? Fuck no. I, I, I get contacted by certain folks, but no, fuck no. Fuck it. We're gonna start our own league. Yeah, we're gonna fuck we're it. gonna open, we're gonna open up fucking this is that what this is the way I wanna flip the switch. Sarah, you wanna you ready for this new league? Yeah, I'm ready. So I'm gonna create a real league. I'm not coaching. I'm recruiting. Nah. All right. Brandon, <laughs> are you ready for this, Brandon? Can you turn your phone sideways, Brandon, since you've been on surgery and IR for the last fucking six <laughs> weeks? Can Shut you up. can you listen I mean, to me I, one time? I, Brandon I, Lang, I the great Brandon I, Lang joins the show. We got 200 people in here right now. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. I just had Marcellus Wiley on here. He just left off here. Uh, this is the great Sarah Blake. Sarah, this is Brandon. Um... Brandon Lang, new football league. Sarah is in lingerie, tits out, coaching. We are playing. That is going to be the new fucking league, not lingerie league. Sarah's coaching in lingerie. We are playing the game. That's going to be the real game. We're going to fucking lose. How many quarters is the game, coach? It's four quarters, but, but me and Brandon will be all right. Me and Brandon will be all right. <laughs> I, listen, I ain't playing unless she's wearing thigh-high boots. Sorry. You got to uh, have thigh-high boots, bro. You got to wear the thigh-high boots. You got to have thigh-high boots on the sideline, bro. She will. She'll wear preferably that. Black, preferably black, but I'll, I'll settle for red. <laughs> all right. Brandon, you've been, you've been missing in action. I uh, hope you're healthy. Uh, shout out to you. Hey, Coach, all I'm going right. to hop out and give Mr. Lang a full screen. All right, brother. Only the real. Um. Capo, let me bring you right back. Uh, Brandon, uh, I hope you're healthy and back. Um, let me ask you something. West Virginia is plus 10000 to win the Big 12. If I bet $10,000 on West Virginia to win, is that a million dollars? Say that again. So West Virginia is plus 10000 to win the Big 12. If I were to put $10,000 on West Virginia to win at, at plus 10000 is that a million-dollar win for me? Yes, yes. All right. Wow. But it's a, it's a waste of ten grand. I, I know. I, 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 so, I, I get it solely. But I do want to bet, listen, I do want bet three grand on KU, by the way. That's exactly what you should do because they're going to beat Iowa State tomorrow. Oh, I got it too. I got this. I got. I got the same thing. Real quick, so you haven't formally been introduced to Sarah. Sarah is a Homer, Tennessee volunteer. Yes, I have. Fucking- yes, I have. She's in the car with her man driving up from Orlando or something. Oh yeah, you did meet. Okay, you met her. Are she you, is. Are you eating weed gummies and it's doing something to your memory? Just checking. No, I don't do weed, but I got I to gotta say, this is the most fucking Homer human being you've ever seen by and Sarah Blake. She's a Tennessee Homer. God bless her soul. Does Tennessee have any shot at winning the SEC? Actually, they do. Oh. Actually, they do. I, I know you hate to hear that, but actually they do, especially with the way Georgia looked last week against Kent State. That was pretty bad, bro. That was pretty bad for Georgia to struggle with Kent State. Really, really bad. So, 
Maybe Georgia's not all we've kicked them up to be, or maybe they just took the week off. I don't know. But I will tell this about her Tennessee Vols. Her Tennessee Vols, anybody who bet Tennessee in that game against Florida, Tennessee spread their ash cheeks, took an aluminum bat with the fat in, and shoved it so far up people's asses on the backdoor beat with Florida. That was one of the most brutal prison death row inmate rape backdoor jobs I've ever seen in the history of mankind was Tennessee giving up that backdoor to Florida. So she can be the home all she wants, but her volves cost a lot of people in orange a lot of money. Hey, I thought Florida was going to fucking win the game after they got the onside. I'm like, holy fuck, Florida's going to win this fucking game. Um, Absolutely. All right. Clemson's five. Clemson's 4-0, Florida State's 4-0, Syracuse unranked 4-0, NC State 4-0. Four ranked teams along with Wake Forest in the same conference in the ACC. I say they're overrated. Am I wrong? Is the ACC underrated? Uh, ACC's overrated. Um, Yeah, Florida State beat LSU. Wake got beat last week by Clemson. I think Clemson's overrated from the standpoint their defense got exposed last week by Wake. I don't, I'm, I'm quite surprised Wake was able to move the ball on them that they did. I think Clemson's going to have their hands full with NC State. That NCC defense is for real. You've not seen them play. They are filthy, and I think that's too many points that Clemson's given tomorrow. That's going to be a ball game all the way through. I wouldn't be surprised if NC State shocks the world and wins that game outright. Wake Forest, Florida State. Who you got? That's, that's the toughest game on the board. That's the toughest game on the board. My lean is towards Florida State minus the points only because the manner in which Wake Forest lost, I just don't know having to get up and go down in that humidity in Florida State and face that Seminole secondary. I just don't Hartman with that pass rush. How much they got left? They should have beat Clemson. That was a monster win for them, and they let it slip away. So I I could see if they are playing at Wake and the crowd can kind of get you into it. Now you got to go on the road, pick yourself up, and that humidity – it's like walking out of a strip bar in Vegas at 9 o'clock in the morning and the bright sun's hitting you like, where are we eating breakfast? It's just a tough spot, bro. Tough spot for Wake Forest. All right, let me ask you this. Sarah's dealing with Hurricane Ian, by the way. Um, she's on Wi-Fi. Hurricane ravaged her home in her area in Tampa there. Um, let me ask you this. The Pac-12 has some relevance. All of a sudden, USC, Washington, UCLA's undefeated. Oregon State played them tough. Utah loses the first first game to, to Florida. They're thinking they have to win out to even have a shot at the Final Four appearance. UCLA-Washington tonight, a relevant game in week five of the college football season, something we haven't heard from the West Coast Pac-12 lately. Who do you got in the Rose Bowl tonight, Friday night, tonight, Washington, Michael Penix Jr., top three Heisman candidate to date. UCLA quarterback is doing a very, very good job leading the nation in passing completion percentage. Does Chip Kelly win and continue to this showdown versus USC, or does Washington for real? He continues to win. Um, 4-0 teams going on the road for their first game are 1-10, are, are, are 0 and 0 and 6 against the spread their last six. Washington playing in revenge, 1-10 against the number of the last 11. Two of the last three quarterbacks to face Washington have threw for over 300 yards. They've beaten up on pretty much nobody. And UCLA scared by South Alabama. Let me explain something to you. That South Alabama team 
It's really, really good. Take UCLA plus three and a half. Wow. All right. Alabama, Arkansas. Does Arkansas have a fucking shot in this hell's asshole to win? Yeah, look at look at Alabama on the road. Last year at Auburn, struggled. This year at Texas, struggled. They're struggling on the road right now. They're just, they just are. For some reason, they just they struggle on the road. Arkansas let one get away. The fumble that was returned at the goal line for 99 yards was a game changer against AM. But at home, this offense, this quarterback, I think Arkansas can hang around and cash you a ticket at plus 17. I was just thinking that they're looking ahead and to blow out Jimbo Fisher from last year's loss, and I think they're laser focused. I think Jim, I think Saban has them laser focused. I think uh, Alabama's going to blow Arkansas out. Um, all right, okay. let's transfer over to NFL. Enough college. I haven't had you on in a while. Uh, what games pops out at you? I don't want to go through every game. I, I have a few that um, that stick out to me, and I'm I'm interested to hear your take on this for a few minutes. Uh, Raiders Broncos do do does Russell Wilson get going that Denver defense is ranked number three in the league right now their defense is showing up I believe defense travels in the NFL regardless of bad offense I think Russell will figure it out I think it's a new coach a new scheme um do the Raiders go 0-4 and if so are the Raiders done the silver and black have cost me so much money that I refuse to talk about them ever again. And their quarterback, who has the initials DC, literally, I hope he gets arrested, thrown in jail, in the hole, and four death row inmates go in, they lock the door, and they're in there for four hours. I am sick and tired of this guy going in the press conference after the game and patting his chest saying, my bad, my bad, I got to play better. This team, with all those weapons, he can't figure out a two-point conversion. A two-point conversion against the Chargers, two-point conversion against the Titans. It's two yards, people of America. It's two fucking yards. Are you kidding me? This, I swear to God, my season tickets with my brother, I said, sell them. Give them away. I ain't going to another game. I'm not watching this product. It's just god-awful. So that game, you could give me a million dollars and say, B. Lang, go bet the game. If you win, keep the money. If you lose, you don't have to pay me back. And I'd say, keep your money. That's how disinterested I am in Denver Raiders. So go to another game, please. Right. Godforsaken team. I, I told you. I told everybody. Derek. Derek. Fucking. Uh, car horrible. is horrible. But anyway, it's horrible. Bucks are going to stay home uh, uh, in light of the, uh, the the hurricane. Chiefs at Bucks. Uh, very interesting game. Chiefs coming off the loss to the Matty Ice era Indianapolis Colts. Bucks getting Michael Evans back um, gives him a weapon. Even though I thought. Brady played well against a pretty good Green Bay defense with zero weapons. No Gronk, of course. Uh, Bucks 2-1, Chiefs 2-1. Um, at Raymond James, who do you like? Wait till Sunday afternoon when they announce if Julio or Godwin's going to play. Because if Julio and Godwin play, Bucks are going to win that game. The Bucks defense is so far superior to, to the everyone Chiefs else. defense. It is unbelievable. That Bucks defense to hold Green Bay to zero points in the second half. It is the best defense in the NFL, bar none. I, they are the best defense, the fastest. The, they, they're, they're the best. What, what Todd Bowles' game plan was in the first half was mind-blowing, made the adjustments and held them scoreless in the second half. So um, if Godwin and, and, and Julio play, there's no way Tampa Bay loses the game. If they don't play, I would stay away from the game. 
because you just don't know. They'll double-team Evans and force these other knuckleheads to beat him. I agree. I, I've been saying it all week on my show in the morning uh, when I talk NFL. Bucks have only allowed 27 points all year long. The closest one to them is Denver and Buffalo. They've allowed 38. Um, it's not even close. Last time I checked, you ranked defenses on how many fucking points they give up. The Bucks have allowed 27 in three games. Pretty fucking good in today's offensive prowess game. Um, all right. Here's some games I'm interested in. Bills, Ravens, obviously the hot spot of the NFL. Uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson uh, in Baltimore. Buffalo's minus three. Um, does Josh Allen get that after losing a tightly knitted game versus Miami? Or do the Ravens get it and Lamar Jackson continues his uh, fucking Heisman hopeful, kind of, so to speak, MVP run? I'll give you, I'll give you a stat. You ready? Yep. If Sean McDermott's coming off a loss of a field goal or less, he's 12-1-1 against the spread next game out. You throw in the fact Baltimore's 1-8 against the spread their last nine games after facing the man in the hoodie that likes trannies, Billy B, you got to roll with Buffalo. Buy it down to two and a half. I guarantee you when it all comes out, Belichick loves trannies. I'm telling you right now. He's just got that real weird kind of look to him like he's a he's a perv and, and loves trannies. I'm just saying, I could be wrong, but I'm taking a shot here. I'm taking a I'm throwing a dart blindfolded. It's gonna hit the board. Hey, my other my other betting uh, uh, personnel that does more DFS stuff, he said tell ask Brandon if he thinks twenty mile an hour winds plus possible rain um, affect the Buffalo Ravens game. Yeah. Play the under. It's a high total to begin with. I think it's at 49. It's at 51 absolutely. now. Yeah, ab- if, yeah, absolutely. Play the under. You, you, you can't throw the ball. You have to run the ball. Both well, Lamar don't throw anyway. <laughs> no, you don't throw anyway. So, um, absolutely. Answer is yes and play the under. All right. If I told Brandon Lang, Philly minus six and a half, I think Jags are for real. I'll bet a thousand on the Jags. Am I an idiot? Yes. In his NFL head coaching career, Doug Peterson in the second of consecutive away games, second consecutive road game in his NFL career, 0-10 against the spread. I wouldn't go against that, my brother. I think it's a letdown situation for the Jags. Big win at home over the Colts. Go beat the Chargers. Now you're on the road again. Gas tank's a little empty. Philly's in the go zone. A.J. Brown, best acquisition of any team in the NFL. Philly is legit and for real. I think they win that game by 10 or more. So no no. Peterson going back to the team he won a Super Bowl at has any effect? No, not at all. Not at all. The game you should put 1,000 on is Dallas over Washington. Carson Wentz is horrible, bro. Oh. He's absolutely horrible. He should be he should be back working on the farm with his dad in North Dakota. <laughs> Carson! Carson! Get that hay in there. Get that hay in the barn right now. Get it in. Stop throwing the manure at the target like you're playing in the NFL again. You suck. That's why you're back here on the farm. Get hey. Leave the sheep and the cattle alone and get the hay in the barn. I mean, that's what he needs to be doing, bro. That's what he needs to be doing. He's horrible. All Cooper Rush does is play smart football and win football games. He wins at Minnesota with a fourth-quarter comeback last year, wins at home against Cincinnati with a fourth-quarter comeback this year, and wins a fourth-quarter comeback against the Giants. 
The guy is rock solid. That defensive line and that defense against Carson Wentz and the fact that the line is three because of Cooper Rush, by the half point, late two and a half, you get yourself a winner. Colts, Titans, Indy minus Carson. three and a half. After, after. Carson. Carson, stop humping the dog. Stop humping the dogs in the field. All right, go ahead. What do we got? Titans, Colts, minus three and a half, Indy, in Lucas Oil. Um, are the Titans coming back and going to get something going after beating the horrible Raiders, or are the Colts going to have a letdown after beating the Chiefs? Letdown, take the three and a half. That's a field goal game. Derrick Henry gets off. Titans plus three and a half. Damn. All right. Uh, Daniel Jones, I'm still an advocate. I think his O-line and wideouts are absolutely atrocious. I like Daniel Jones. Giants minus three. Bears. Uh, I think that um, Justin Fields is the worst quarterback in the NFL after Carson Wentz. I'm like the Giants. Who do you got? They're 0-5 after playing Dallas against the number. Wouldn't surprise me if that game falls on two. Seriously. 0-5 0-5 against the spread after facing Dallas. So there you go. Do the Saints have a shot at beating Minnesota um, None. In, in London? Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston should be on that farm with Carson. I agree. Shovel manure. By the way, Andy Just Dalton's getting the start. Off. Yeah, no. Minnesota's the better team. Saints are 0-4 against the spread. I agree. So, I, agree. Uh, I agree. I uh, agree. That's all. I mean – there's not a lot of other intriguing matchups uh, other than the Monday night game, Rams 49ers, always a rivalry game. It's in Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, 75-degree weather, Frisco's favorite, minus one and a half, over under 42 and a half. Rams are starting to get it picked up, I believe. Niners are going to struggle. Uh, Jimmy G's back in. They do scare me more with Jimmy G than Trey Lance. I like the Rams. What do you got? Yeah, you're on the right side. Niners are 1-11 against the number. Their last 12 is a divisional home favorite. 1-11, their last 12 against the spread is a divisional home favorite. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Rams are the right side of the game. I said it before. Jimmy Garoppolo went out with the porn stars. He was a chunky Asian. You got to go dime piece, bro. You got to go dime piece. You, you, you just you do. You just do. Terrible. Chunky Asian. You're going to go to the porn star. Just go out with Gianna Dior. Look up Gianna Dior. Oh, my God. That's who you should have went out with. That's that's the new hot thing. Gianna Dio. Are you pervs? Go look at Gianna. And, hey, I don't know uh, if you know this, though, but I was on the Alexis Texas show. It'll be airing next she's Thursday. Hot she's hot, too. Yeah. She's, she's hot, too. Yeah, yeah. She's hot, too. Yeah. So, you know, a few, few little hotties out there. Yeah, that there show will be airing next Thursday. So get your lube, get your baby oil, get your Jergens, whatever you guys do. Um, Brandon Lang, always a pleasure, man. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're back and ready to go, get this season going. Uh, we got a lot to go in the next few weeks. And uh, interesting NFL this year. Interesting, to say the least. I had Marcellus Wiley on. He thinks the NFL is completely different. It's night and day. I think it's horrible football. I think yep. uh, before you get out of here, what's your take on Tua and this whole bullshit thing that happened? All I'm going to tell you is this. This is the same organization that asked Brian Flores to tank games so they get a draft pick. It's a shady organization. That boy was banged up. That boy was banged up against Buffalo and should never have been playing. But, hey, it's the NFL. You, you, you go. You, you'll sacrifice your body. That's why guys are killing themselves with CTE because they did, they did the same thing. That, that, that was a concussion. If you hurt your back and you go to the ground hurting your back, what's the first thing you grab? Your back. 
there was no grab of the back when he went down. He went down like Ali dropping Burbick or Tyson dropping whoever. He went down. There was no grab of the back. He wanted to play, and he sacrificed his body to do it. And, and listen, you knew he was going to get on that plane. They have to sell the narrative. But that boy, that boy, that boy's cuckoo for Coco. Hey, hey, my mom's a neurosurgeon. Last time I checked, after a fucking concussion, the last thing you do is get on a fucking airplane. Your fucking brain balloons up even more. I'm very confused yeah. on what's going on yep. here. I'm very, yep. very uh, confused on what's going on. Yep. But yep. Hey, I appreciate you as always, man. Make sure you go to BrandonLang.com, take his picks, get the bets, get it going. Uh, always a winner. I'll see you next week. All right, bro. Peace. Um, it doesn't matter if he had previous back issues. Are you still fucking making excuses for fucking his head hitting the ground and him falling down? Are you fucking that dumb? Do you really think he had a back issue over a fucking head? I'm not even going to talk about it, dog. I'll just block your ass if you really think. Hector, all right, here we oh. go. DFS, DFS. Um, I know you don't fuck with college. I'm going to bet Washington UCLA tonight on DraftKings, by the way. I'm taking both quarterbacks, and I'm taking both wide receivers, and I think I'm going to win me some money tonight, UCLA, uh, Washington. DFS, who is your quarterback can't miss this weekend? Quarterback? <clears throat> Damn, that's uh, there's a lot of weather... There's a lot of weather going on, a lot of injuries, so you got to be careful. But you know who I do have my eye on, Coach? I got my eye on Russell Wilson. And uh, Me too. Bob, I'm picking Russell Wilson right here. I looked into that. I looked into, uh, like, what's really going on with the Broncos, and what's going on is that they're not uh, finishing the job when they get to the 20. His uh, – uh, quarterback completion drops to 30% when he's inside the 20, and he's seven, one for seven when he's inside the 10. So, you know what? They're get, they're marching down there. They're just not they're just not uh, finishing the job. So, if I'm betting on the Broncos against the Raiders, I am slightly favoring the Broncos, but I'm just gambling on how well is Russell Wilson going to do in the red zone. I hear you. I'm thinking the same way. I'm thinking the same way. Um, they got to clean that up. All right. Can't miss wide out. Can't miss wide out. My, my bad. I stepped out of the lab, so I kind of got to think about it. Um, um, you know, I like the Neil Brown cat out, or whatever his name is for Dallas. I think it's a, it's a $4,900 play. No, He's I'm, averaging 15 DFS points a game. Um, after, you know, C.D. Lamb had his game last week. I don't know if he's going to repeat that. Um, I like the I like him as a bargain play for the Cowboys, uh, Brown. Um, I, I, I think he's at a bargain because that's going to be in – that's going to be an Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard type of game. Um, I'm staying away from the Cowboys wideouts, but uh, – but I do like the Cowboys running backs. And someone that did catch my eye is uh, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel on the Washington side. Uh, but I do like Zeke. I, I like, I like uh, how he's been doing with Cooper Rush. His, he's had 15 carries in the past two weeks. He had 10 with Dak. And week one, 
Um, it was just a completely different offense. Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard went in there just to uh, strictly catch passes, but now he's filling in nice. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's been gaining the hard yards, and then Tony Pollard just explodes. So I do like, I do want to attack the Cowboys, but I do prefer the running backs instead. Interesting. Um, defenses always interesting. Defenses. Um, uh, these are the bottom defenses, by the way. And I'm looking at the opponents for my DFS for for for, for DraftKings FanDuel. Look at these. Patriots have to play Green Bay. They're a twenty three hundred dollar buy. All right. I'm like, fuck, Aaron Rodgers can rip you or Belichick can scheme you with no wideouts at Green Bay and, and, and pin Green Bay down and be a hell of a bargain at 2300 right? You got the Jaguars at Philly. Jaguars' defense is much better than people think, but they're playing Philly, so it's like, fuck, do I risk that and get blown out? Texans to Chargers. Jacksonville just shut the Chargers down. Chargers, are, are they mad? Are they going to fucking just rape fucking Houston? Or does Houston... Play lights out and shut down a shitty, hurt Charger team. Seattle, Pete Carroll, prideful. Detroit has no Amon St. Brown. Does Pete Carroll go in and scheme golf and shut down the Lions, who are averaging a lot of points? Number one in the NFL have scored 97 points. Um, Do you take the Seattle Seahawks? Titans in Indy. Indy beat the Chiefs. Indy's coming back. Are they strong? Are they on the rise? Or does Tennessee come back and get their mojo and Vrabel get them going? Baltimore-Buffalo. Do you take Baltimore versus a a Josh Allen-led fucking Buffalo team? Or do you take the Ravens versus... Or do you take the Jets versus a Trubisky-led Pittsburgh team? I don't know. Defense is really fucking me this week on picks. Um... Very curious on who you would take uh, for a bargain on defense. I'm thinking I'm taking Denver versus Vegas. I yeah, hell yeah, hell fucking yeah. They're a bargain. They're like twenty. I forget off the top of my head. Twenty seven hundred. Yeah, twenty seven hundred. I did play a lineup already um, with the Denver Broncos as defense. Uh, I like off, I like Nick Chubb this week. I like Pollard this week. I like Pittman this week. I like D. Smith for Philly, and I like Conklin, the tight end for the Jets. And I think the bargain receiver of the week, other than uh, Brown, is the C. Samuel kid out of Washington, who's averaging 19 fantasy points a game. Yeah, I do like that uh, Conklin call. Wilson's first start. He is cleared and good to go this week. Uh, first start of the season, so I do want to pair him up with a tight end. So I do like that play. Uh, my favorite running backs, I do like Javante Williams, Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm kind of thinking of possibly playing the Breeze Hall cat on the Jets. I, I, I think he's very interesting, Coach. Um, weeks, one, weeks one and three. Uh, he was actually the Jets' leading receiver. This was with leading. He led the Jets in targets as a running back, and this was a Flacco-led team. So, who knows how to weigh that? But I do think he's an interesting play this week. Hey, Brandon Lang. Brandon Lang just said DFS pick of the week: C. Kirk, Jacksonville, averaging twenty-two points a game. Uh, Philly won't focus on him, and he goes nuts. 
I like Christian, that pick. Christian Kirk? Yeah. I was big on him last week when he faced the Chargers because J.C. Jackson was declared out and he covers the slot receiver. So I, I like Kirk. I just think the cat's out of the bag with him a little bit. I agree. I agree. Um, I think Philly's gonna is vulnerable though in the secondary on some in some spots, and I think Trevor Lawrence is hot, and I think the game's gonna be closer than what people think. But it's crazy how Brandon spits out all these fucking facts just sitting there chilling in his fucking lounge chair. People don't realize how fucking smart a guy has to be. That is his living, like his profession. So I don't know uh, if people want to talk shit. Oh, I lost the game, he told me. Well, nobody wins every fucking game, by the way. But he's pretty good at knowing all this shit. Um, yeah, that, that it was impressive. Yeah. Um, well... I appreciate you, man. I got to run to Newport Beach today. It's been a great week. It's been a long one. Uh, my day ain't over, but I appreciate Hector as always. Wido, everybody that comes on visiting, uh, make sure you pick your bets. Stay safe out there on the East Coast. And uh, we'll see you this weekend, I'm sure. And I'm sure I'll be texting you my picks when I'm whipping that ass for the fake tight end that you gave me. Appreciate everybody. Uh, all right, Hector, I appreciate you. Peace, no, Coach. Yeah, we'll talk. Later. Um, he is a G. He is a G. Hey, I appreciate everybody coming in today and uh, this whole week, man. It's been a hell of a morning show. It's been a hell of an afternoon show. Thanks you to Marcellus Wiley, Brand fin- uh, Brian Finneran, uh, my boy Michael Jules, everybody that's come in this week uh, and joined the show. Uh, of course, Zach Smith and Matt McChesney, as always. Sarah Blake getting back to uh, regular normalcy. All you guys in the community, everyone that's went over to CoachJBStore.com and purchased something, much love to all you guys. Be safe this weekend, and I will see you Monday uh, with a special guest to be announced. You will not know who it is until you get on the show, on the Coach JB Show, brought to you by BetOnline.ag and CanadaDipCBD.com. Enjoy the weekend. Happy hunting on your bets, and I'll see you on Monday. Peace. I'm a chameleon, they call me, man. Yeah. I can go in and walk into any any type of uh, any home, any background, walk down any street in, in the country, in my opinion. And I think that real recognizes real. It's a new, new venture to have. Yeah. The Coach JB Show uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I am ready to do some content. Coach JB Show. Give it to you straight, no chaser. Sarah Blake.